Live from the Hot Stove Lounge, the Flames Talk post-game show starts now. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Let's get our Flames Talk post-game show underway right now following a 4-3 crazy comeback win for the Flames here at the Scotiabank Saddledome on a night they retired Mika Kiprasov's jersey and the guy who sparked it and scored the game winner with less than one minute to go was Yegor Sharangovich, and he joins us right now. Yegor, that was uh, a lot of fun to watch. How much, how much fun was that to play in tonight? Yeah, it's really big win for us, you know, because we battle hard for playoff spot, and you know, it's a little bit tough start of the game. We don't have a lot of chances, not a lot of you know shots on that, and it's a really good comeback in the third period. What? Uh, how did the comeback happen? How did you see it? Uh, how did you see it happen from your perspective after they scored their third goal? You're down by two. What? Uh, what sparked your comeback? How'd you guys do it tonight? Uh, I think it's just, you know, everybody, yeah, when they scored to us and make it like 3-1, I think just everyone is, you know, stayed like positive, you know, and keep playing because we still had a lot of time to play and, you know, we played hard third period and make a comeback and it's good two points for us. What did you think of that uh, goal from Kadri uh, to make it 3-2? Oh, his goal is sick. <laughs> it's actually it's really good move by him, and yeah, it's a really big goal for us. And after Kozi, when he make it like three three, yeah, it's good goals. You scored two tonight. Take us through your first goal to make it two one in the second period. How did you see that one? Uh, first goal is just, uh, I think it just take away like on the uh, blue line, and I know I. Just score, <laughs> you know, just shoot it and score a goal. And second goal, it's like good uh, for check by backs. And, you know, he passed to me and me just put it in. And a final question for you, Yegor. Your team has won five straight games. You've won nine of your last 12 games. Uh, just what uh, what is working for the group right now? What has been the biggest keys for how well the team's playing? I think its biggest key is when we play it, you know, for each other. Like, you know, don't do it like a lot of mistakes on the blue lines, you know. Play, play it like, like a team, you know, hard, hard on the puck, win the battles, and focusing just on every game and if you're playing the same way we can win more more games well yegor congratulations on the two goals tonight and congratulations on another big win that was fun thanks so much for doing this and thank good you. luck on monday thank you that is yegor sharon govich she scores two including the game winner with 50 seconds to go as the flames take a crazy 4-3 comeback win tonight on mika kiprasov night here at the scotia bank saddle dome all right our flame stock post game show is underway we're available on apple spotify google amazon or wherever you you get your podcast. Phone lines are open at 403-240-4444. Text lines open at 960-960. Give us a call now if you'd like to chat uh, or uh, get your text in right now. That's coming up a little bit later on. Uh, we'll hear from uh, assistant coach Dan Lambert going to join us in the hot stove lounge in a few minutes. And uh, boy, do we have a lot to break down on a fun Saturday night. Pat Steinberg with Megan Mickelson and Derek Wills around the table. And uh, yeah, I don't know how many people saw it coming, Mick, after that 3-1 goal 
but hey, give the Flames credit. They uh, they do it again. They they decide not to not to wave the white flag and they score two and thirty two to tie it. And then Sharon Govich with a wire to win it with less than a minute to go. We got the game of goal of the year mixed in there from Nazem Kadri. That was uh, that that ends up being a pretty memorable night. If you were one of the nineteen two eighty nine and an official sellout at the dome tonight, if you were here, that was a pretty special night. Yeah, I mean, I liked the first five minutes, and I would say the last ten minutes. <laughs> Everything in between that was a bit of a small disaster, <laughs> I would say. But uh, just a, a really resilient effort from the group once again, and I think they've proved that in games you just you can't count them out. You never know uh, what they're going to bring and. You know, I credit Nazem Kadri on that goal. I mean, that's like a, that's a highlight reel. That's goal of the year, goal. no question. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. And he's just been a, a driver and a catalyst for this group uh, all year long and continues to do that. So um, a, a great comeback effort from the group. And they just continue to push and just continue to obviously have that belief in the room. You don't come back in games like that without having belief in your team. Yep. Yeah, they should probably give Nazem Kadri an assist on that goal because he basically set himself up. Yeah. I and mean, that was <laughs> an incredible goal and an incredible comeback. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't see it coming. They were awful in the first period. And they weren't great overall today, Yeah, I thought but... they were a little better in the second period, but the bar was not very high. Didn't love their start to the third period. But the one thing about this group, you can't question their character. They just will not go away in games. They will not go away this season. And that, with all of their come-from-behind wins this year, that for me was the most incredible one, just because you really couldn't see it coming. Mm -hmm. And then in the span of 32 seconds, the game goes from 3-1, and with the Penguins completely controlling it, to 3-3, and then the Penguins on their heels and the Flames on their toes for the final 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then for Yegor Sharangovich to score with, what, 50 seconds left in the third period to win it, uh, pretty incredible. And uh, talking to David Moyer, uh, who loves to crunch numbers, so tonight was about number 34, right? What number does Yegor Sharangovich wear? Yeah, the text line is picked up on that, 17 times Times 2, 34. What's and the then, final score? Yeah, three for the visiting team, four for the home team, 34. So uh, it's funny how things work out sometimes. Sometimes you got to dig a little bit to, to come up with these crazy numbers, <laughs> as David Moyer did. But uh, fun nonetheless, and a great night from start to finish. They did a great job with that uh, pregame tribute to Kipper. And... Again, an incredible come from behind win and two important points to, to keep them in the thick of things. First five-game win streak for the Flames as well since April of 2022. They didn't have a five-game win streak at all last season, and we're almost into the final quarter of this season, and they finally have their first five-game win streak. So uh, that's important as they keep themselves in the fight in this Western Conference wildcard race. You know, it was game one without Chris Tanev. Uh, the Flames traded him on Wednesday night to the Dallas Stars, and that was our mark matchup tonight brought to you by Country Hills Toyota. It's clear out time at the giant Country Hills Toyota with interest rates as low as 0% and savings up to $5,000 on a huge selection of 2023 Toyota models in stock at the giant Country Hills Toyota. And hey, I mean, they had uh, three new pairings tonight, Derek, and you know, maybe uh, some growing pains and maybe that was a contributing factor to why this game 
was not the best for the Flames for 60 minutes, but uh, they're going to have to get used to playing without Chris Tanev, and they, they got a win without him tonight as well, and seemed to they, they definitely seemed to settle in defensively as the night went along. It became less of a fire drill like it was for a good chunk of the first period. Yeah, and I mean, maybe we should have expected some of that because their top four has been together for the vast majority of the season and they were starting to get some really good minutes from their third pairing as well um but three new pairings tonight so uh, i guess we probably should have expected uh, things to be a little rough at times than they were but uh i thought they get better as the game went on and uh, the most important thing is they found a way to win it let's say hello to flames assistant coach dan lambert who joins us now here in the hot stove lounge following a 4-3 comeback win over the pittsburgh penguins uh dan a fun one how uh how do, how do you evaluate 60 minutes tonight you got the you got the result it was a fun one but how did it all come together from your vantage point well it was a little bit of uh... Muhammad Ali style in the first 50 minutes. <laughs> Rope it open. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? I mean, they came out flying. You know, like we got to give them credit. They're uh, they're a good hockey team. They know how to win. They've won championships, and they came out and and they came out after us. We we stayed in the game, and I think sometimes you have to do that um, on any given night. I mean, you, we did that. I thought you know, Marky um, made some big saves for us at key times. Uh, and then, you know, we started getting a little bit of momentum on Kadri's goal. And then from there, I thought we uh, we were much better. Uh, we were just talking about the, the D pairs, obviously, with Chris Tanev being gone. Three new D pairs. Uh, how do you feel that group did back there with the adjustments? I, I, you know what? I thought we, I think somebody mentioned we got better as the game went along. And I thought we did that. You know, um, it was the first time that um you know Mackenzie Weegers played on the right side for a long time yeah. now and, and that's mm-hmm. an that's a big adjustment um and then um him and I don't I wasn't here in the past I know they him and Hanny have not played together since I've been here so that was like you said a brand new pair Shilly and Andy I think they played together in the minors three four or five <laughs> years ago whatever long it was ago, so, yeah. you know so it's it's one of those things where you know you you put these guys together and you hope that just um, a lot of talking on the bench and, and, and the chemistry will, will grow and grow quickly. And, and I thought that, uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, Gilbert hadn't played in a long time either. So for sure there's rust there. Um, I thought his first shift was, was really good. Um, and, and Braden, I, uh, you know, he kind of got bounced, bounced around a little bit specifically in the third period. Um, and I thought he came up, he had some big plays for us. On a night when the franchise paid tribute to one of the two best goaltenders in history, uh, of course, Mike Vernon's number 30 was hanging from the Raptors, and now Mika Kirpasov's number 34 will be uh, around it, somewhere around it, maybe not beside it. But Jacob Markstrom, who I think, when we look back at his time here, one of the best goaltenders the Flames have had, how important was his role in this hockey game? I know he gave up three, but I thought he made some real timely saves when you guys probably couldn't give up another one. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and to win in this league, you, you need that at times, and, and tonight was certainly one of those times. And, and Marky, like he's done um, most of the season, he came up big at key times and, and allowed us to stay in the game. And, and when you get that, and then next thing you know, uh, momentum shifts and, and funny things happen in this game, and, and uh, certainly tonight was no exception. We're chatting with Dan Lambert, Flames assistant coach, after a 4-3 win over Pittsburgh. You know, 
Nazem Kadri has has been this this guy who seems like all season long when you've needed a big goal, when you've needed a big shift, um, he's he's been there. And there he was as as you were talking about. Everything changed after that goal, and that one that that's goal of the year, if you ask me, from from your group and. Can you just talk about how, when you've needed him, he's answered the bell all season long with another example tonight? Yeah, <clears throat> you know what? I, I think at the start of the, you know, the first few games of the season, I think we were kind of looking for, and then once Zari and Pos Posby came here, it's almost like he he took them under his wing, and you know, as an as an older player, a player that's been around, a player that knows what it takes to win, and. Uh, and to be honest with you, he has been very, very good for us um, all season long. And, and, you know, to your point, he scored big goals. He, he's, But it's not just the big goals. It's also just the way he is with those guys. I think they've helped him. He's helped them, obviously, a ton. Um, it, it's really been uh, really cool to watch as a coach, you know, just to see um, – how he's helped these young guys and and they've been you know for a lot of the season they've been uh, one of our most productive lines another guy who was excellent tonight was uh yegor sharon govich with two goals and uh against la snapping an 11 game goal drought with with that goal as well he now has three in the last two games ryan has talked about him trying to find balance in his game and taking on the role of and the added responsibilities of, of playing center but still trying to get open in the offensive zone and just finding a balance in that respect with three three goals in the last two games would you say that he's he's starting to find that a little bit more yeah he he is for sure and it's never easy for a, a winger to get moved to play center and and I think he got caught in that a few different times this season but certainly in the last little while and uh, you know when there was always concerns oh you know should we put him back on the wing and uh, so on and so forth but you know he 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 has done a good job there he wasn't scoring um, until the last couple games but he was still doing a good job and and uh, he has been um, very productive for us he's been a very valuable player for us and he's been a great addition of course, there were a lot of big questions at the end of last season, throughout the off season, and, and the questions in some cases have continued throughout this season when it comes to all the pending unrestricted free agents. And now there's kind of one big guy left. Uh, Noah Hannafin's the last guy on this team who is an uh, unrestricted free agent next season and we expect to be traded. How proud are you of the way that this group of players has, for the most part, been able to block out all of the outside noise and just focus on the team they have and, and trying to win hockey games here? Well, I think I think that's credit to the prof professionalism that, that the guys play with and show up every single day. And I think, you know, Ryan's done a great job of... of um, encouraging that and I think the players have taken pride in it and uh, you know what it's it's been great um, and you know we're the stuff that goes on with manager you know that's out of our that's out of our you know we our job as coaches is to coach a team that we have and the players jobs is to show up every single day and give us the best that they have and and uh, I think for the most part guys have done that mm -hmm. Dan, last one. You've you've won five straight. You've won eight of eleven. Um, actually, nine of twelve. You are eight of eleven since the All Star break, and and specifically since the All Star break, 
it, it just seems like the brand of hockey and the consistency you're playing with it is is the best we've seen this year. What what have been the keys to it? What have been kind of the the central points for you that have allowed your that has allowed your group to go on this run? Well, I think I think recently we've we've had more balanced scoring. You know, a lot of a lot of players have you know produced or whether it's defensemen, forwards, centers, wingers, different players have scored at key times and I and the other thing too is is we can't forget our goaltending's been great and you know they have, you know, for the most part um whenever we have been not as good tonight as an example they have really stepped up and uh, and allowed us to stay in games and whenever you're in games things happen and uh, and so it starts from there i think our back end has been playing solid hockey as well and uh yeah it's it's been uh I guess it's been fun since the yeah. since the All-Star break. Uh, congratulations on another fun one. Good luck on Monday against Seattle. Thank you, Dan. Thank you very much. That's Dan Lambert, Flames assistant coach, following a 4-3 comeback win for the Flames over the Pittsburgh Penguins here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. First five-game win streak of the season for the Flames and first one uh, since April of 2022 as we continue along on our Flames Talk post-game show. With Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson, my name is Pat Steinberg. Let's select an hardest working flame brought to you by canyon plumbing and heating are you the hardest working plumber or hvac tech canyon's hiring send resumes to jobs at canyonplumbing.com okay mick uh which way are you leaning for this one tonight i'm gonna go with nazem kadri i just don't think that that comeback happens at all without that goal that he scored which as we talked about is just a highlight real goal of the season and you know i thought that of all the guys, his work ethic over the course of the 60 minutes was consistent. And it has always been consistent over the course of the entire season. But like I said, that that comeback doesn't happen without Nazem Kadri. Yeah, what an unbelievable goal. Uh, Nazem Kadri, hardest working flame, brought to you by Canyon Plumbing and Heating. Want to get recognized and rewarded for your achievements? Learn from the best. Send your resume to jobs at canyonplumbing.com. That one did not look, you know, people were raving over the Quinton Byfield goal that he scored about uh, a week and a half ago, which yeah. was unbelievable. The hand-eye coordination, the way he kicked it up to his—I mean, what Kadri did was uh, the level or degree of difficulty was just as high. Like that was bonkers. And honestly, there's probably one guy on this team who does that. That Kadri, we've we have talked about him, Wellsy, all year long about you know the the timely goals, uh, the way he's elevated his line, uh, the edge and the tone setting. But maybe the one thing that Kadri doesn't get enough credit for is just how high level of skill he's got in the back pocket, and we saw that in the front pocket tonight. We did, and he's been the driver of this team for quite some time now, and. Last season, I think he was trying to figure out where he fit in that dressing room. And there were some strong leaders inside that room last season that aren't here this season. Uh, Daryl Sutter guys. And I, I think that, you know, moving out guys like Milan Lucic and, and Trevor Lewis and Tyler Toffoli, who all had either a big voice and or a big presence in that room, uh, allowed some other guys to have a bigger voice and a bigger presence. And for me, Nazem Kadri has been one of those guys. 
And he's one of the guys who's wearing that rotating A, and now they've got two A's that have been left behind by Elias Lindholm and Chris Tanev. So I'm, I'm sure we're going to see that A on number 91 uh, probably on Monday when the Flames play their next home game. If not, then certainly when they hit the road again. But he, he's just done everything for this team this season. He's uh, led by example uh, off the ice and on the ice. And, and I was chatting with you guys this morning after he did media availability. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure there's a player who is more polished in dealing with the media in the NHL than Nazem Kadri. Just uh, his demeanor uh, when talking about good things and bad things and in-between things. And it, it was a tough week for the Flames, losing Chris Tanev. Uh, and, and I thought he dealt with it really well this morning. And I think that he's done a good job, uh, along with the rest of the leaders in that dressing room, kind of keeping this team focused on the task at hand. But ultimately, unless you back it up on the ice, then uh, I'm not sure you've got uh, the street cred, so to speak, inside that room. And he's certainly one of the guys uh, who's talked the talk and walked the walk. Another goal, uh, obviously a huge goal for the Flames in this hockey game. He leads the team with 52 points this season. And if I were to fill out a battle for uh, a ballot for a team most valuable player today, uh, I would have a tough time choosing between him and Jacob Markstrom. I would probably lean in Markstrom's direction, but Kadri would give me pause for thought for yeah. sure. He's He's been great. Do you guys remember the the game last season against the Oilers where Kadri blew the socks off of Brett Kulak and made him do a backwards heel pick? Yeah, I do. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. Vividly, so, actually. Yeah. It was after that game, and I was getting ready to do uh, the, the next Sportsnet panel, and I talked to Nazem Kadri, and I asked him because th- – you know, hit that type of deception and the move that he made on that play wasn't one that was typical of his game. And I asked him if that was something that he was working on. Uh, and he said, yes, since last season, he's worked on being more deceptive, being more elusive and just adding that that creativity into his game in terms of being more dynamic. So that's something that like he has been working on that and it's seeing the plays that he made on on that goal tonight like that's that right there that's deception that's being elusive that's being just extremely dynamic and so it's definitely something that he's worked on and uh, it has shown in his play over the course of the season I also think though that playing with Connor Zary and Martin Pospisil that he's been encouraged to be more creative and and to make more plays Um, and that's really you know empowered him to be uh, just a, a much more impactful player, and he's really embraced that role. And it's been cool to see the way that his game has progressed even over the course of the season and uh, just how he continues to make a difference uh, every single game for this group. Curious, uh, we're, we're going to hear from head coach Ryan Huska here very, very shortly, but uh, Connor Zeri left, came back, and then mm-hmm. did not play the final 19 and a half. He's good to go. Did not play the final 19 and a half minutes of the third period, so we'll hear from head coach Ryan Huska on that very shortly. Um, the the And as we before we get to our final thoughts and, and before we hear from head coach Ryan Huska. Phone lines open at 403-240-4444. Text line open at 960-960. Flames talk post game with Megan, Derek, and Pat. You know, it's it's look, they're in a tough spot. Their uphill climb just does not seem to get any less steep. They're, you know, five back and seven back. It's like, okay, they've got a lot of ground to make up here. But for the first time since 
not this past season, but the the year before when they made the playoffs for the first time, they've given me the vibes or the look of a team that, yeah, I, I think that they're playing sustainable hockey and they're playing, you know, maybe tonight is not the greatest example because no. they weren't great <laughs> for 45 or 50 minutes of it. But, you know, they've they've now won 9 of 12, Mick, and, and a good chunk of those nine wins have been playing some pretty solid hockey and, and doing so against good opponents and, and not getting away from their game. Well, and I think a big part of that has been the fact that they've sort of found their identity as a team and what it takes for them to win. Like they need everybody playing well if they're going to win hockey games. And so, you know, I think that they've, they've really figured out the type of hockey that they need to play to win. And we saw it in the last 10 minutes of that game. They were, they were aggressive. They were suffocating the penguins, not giving them any time and space to make plays. And I think they've just, they've figured out that they, have the ability to dictate the pace of games and you know having that belief in the room that when they're down a couple that they can come back uh, but that they have the ability to to beat really good teams when they're playing the way that they they know they need to play uh, and the type of game that they need to play to win hockey games. So I think that's a, a really big part of it is just knowing what their identity is and, and playing to it. And the other part is, I mean, you can only control, uh, you know, your game. And the fact is that other teams, like look at Nashville, they're on an absolute tear. You can't control that. You can only control what you do as a team and and picking up two points on any given night. And they won a proverbial four-pointer versus the Kings on Tuesday. And now the Kings are the team they're closest to as they try to get into a playoff position in the Western Conference. So that was a, a big win. And you're right, Megan. All they can do is take care of their own business and hope that sooner or later the Predators lose a hockey game and that uh, the Kings, who have struggled in 2024, continue to struggle. They're going to need some help. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, they won five in a row. And after they beat the Kings on Tuesday, I said that they got off the roller coaster. And then I thought about it, and, and they really haven't jumped off the roller coaster this is just the fun part of the roller coaster ride because you look at their last 20 games four straight wins followed by four straight losses followed by four straight wins followed by three straight losses and now followed by five straight wins has there been a streakier team in the nhl this season than the flames i can't think of one i mean just the last 20 games what a crazy stretch uh, i guess they'll finally get off the roller coaster when they you know lose a game and then bounce back and win the next one uh, maybe that's them getting off their roller coaster ride uh, that has been this 2023 2024 season and, and let's be honest whatever identity this team had with to a lesser extent nikita zadorov but with elias lindholm and chris tanev it's going to change without those two guys. You're talking about your number one centerman in Lindholm, and you're talking about your best defensive defenseman and best penalty-killing skater, at least in my opinion, in Chris Tanev. So you're going to have to adapt to that. Uh, they had three new pairings. Again, they, they got better as the game went on, but there's still mm -hmm. some things to clean up there. There's still some work to do there. Uh, they're trying to figure out uh, where Andre Kuzmenko kind of fits in. Now, hopefully Connor Zeri's all right because he would be a, a massive loss if he were to miss some time. But uh, this team, through all the ups and downs of the season, through all of the outside noise, uh, they have done a really good job 
since the turn of the calendar, uh, and certainly since the All-Star break, of just finding ways to win. When they've had their A game, like I think they did in the first four wins during the streak, and when they have a, I don't know, a B, C, D game like they had tonight, they still beat a desperate Penguins team. So I give them credit. Uh, it's a results-based business. And more often than not, if the process is good, the results will be as well. Tonight was a night where the process wasn't very good, but they got the right result. And that happens over the course of an 82-game season. So you take the two points uh, and try to be better on, on Monday night when they come back uh, to play a big game against the Kraken. Interesting stat. This shocked me a little bit. Michael Backlund was only 25% in the faceoff circle. Went uh, six wins, 18 losses. But guess who he was up against? Sidney well, Crosby. Crosby who's, he was Se- up against and Crosby he was all 17 night. faceoff wins for Crosby. Only seven losses went 71%. Well, the Penguins are the best faceoff yeah. team in the NHL, and Crosby came into this game with the fifth best face-off percentage in the league. So yeah. I'll cut Backlund and the Flames a little bit yeah. of slack. No, I just, thought, I just thought that that was really interesting. Yeah. I mean, we talked about Crosby on the broadcast. And, and his just face-offs, how, yeah. And how good he is, how he was my ping-pong partner at the 2010 Olympics. <laughs> that Wayne too. Gretzky was my yeah. ping-pong partner at the 2014 <laughs> Olympics. Um, we, can, <laughs> we can tell that story later. No, he wasn't. Um, oh. Doesn't even know who I am. But... Anyways, hey, you want a Leo to, Leonardo DiCaprio lookalike contest? Well, there you go. <laughs> Any, anything, anything could be true. Um, okay, final thoughts before we get to head coach Ryan Huska, and then get to your phone calls and texts. Four-three comeback win for the Flames tonight over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Great way to cap off Mika Kiprasov night, which was awesome in its own right. Uh, final thoughts uh, with Megan Mickelson and Derek Will starting with Mick. Yeah, I mean, this one is just, it's a matter of the fact that they found a way to win. And sometimes it's not pretty, but as long as you find a way, then it just doesn't really, I mean, it doesn't matter. You you got two points, you're walking away with two points. And what was a, a great night at the at the Saddle Dome here, celebrating Mika Kiprasov. And, uh, you know, the group just showing a lot more resilience and character and resolve in the way that they continue to, to fight back. But there's no doubt they're going to come away from this game with areas that they want to be better, areas where they need to be sharper. Definitely, uh, you know, that back end and working on, you know, finding a little bit more chemistry and, uh you know, who knows how much longer Noah Hannafin is going to be around and when they're going to have to, you know, rejig again, again. And, and continue yeah. to find more chemistry. So I think that the back end is going to be a, a continuous kind of uh, work in progress in terms of finding their rhythm and, and finding their groove. And so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting six days ahead. But. As Ryan Huska says, you can only worry about the the day and the game that's in front of you, but the they should feel good about finding a way to come back and, and win this game. Well, it turned out to be a great night here at Scotiabank Saddledome in more ways than one, but it, it started with just a fantastic pregame ceremony, and I, I sent out a tweet earlier tonight just recognizing uh, a number of the people who worked so hard behind the scenes to pull off what was just an awesome ceremony as the Flames retired the number 34 of one of their two greatest goaltenders of all time, uh, Mika Kiprasov. And people weren't sure if Kipper was going to show up. And if he did, if he was going to say more than three words, 
his speech was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing some of his former coaches and teammates down there and hearing from some of them, uh, hearing from my predecessor, uh, Hall of Famer Peter Marr, who did the voiceover for that uh, fantastic tribute video. It was just an awesome pregame ceremony. And then, of course, seeing that uh, number 34 raised to the rafters uh, where it belongs uh, was a great way to get the Saturday night started. And then the first five minutes were okay, I guess. Not great. But then the Flames fell right off a cliff. And they were awful for the final 15 minutes of the first period. And I guess a little bit better in the second period. But I give this team a lot of credit because they've had plenty of excuses. If, if they wanted to to take their ball and go home, there have been plenty of reasons for them to do that, for them to to justify that to themselves and and maybe even to some of their fans. But they haven't done that. And I give these guys a lot of credit uh, with all the outside noise, and they hear it. They can pretend like they don't, and some guys do and some guys don't. They hear it. They know what's being said. They know what's being talked about. They know what's probably going to happen between now and the trade deadline on March 8th. They just keep going out there and and finding ways to win and giving themselves an opportunity to stay in this playoff race uh, because they believe that if they get in, they could potentially do some damage. And we'll have to wait and see what happens between now and Friday. But uh, a fun come-from-behind win, and almost half of their wins this season have been come-from-behind wins, which uh, has been fun. They hadn't had one in a while. So, you know, tonight was fun. Three goals in the final 10 Mm. minutes, and they beat a good Penguins team and uh, really send their fans home happy. So uh, Kipper's number gets retired, and the Flames pick up two points. Two points tonight. Uh, sounds like a pretty good night uh, mm-hmm. inside of the Sea of Red. Uh, have a great rest of your weekend, friends. Thank you, Mick. Thank you, Derek. Thanks, Drive Pat. safe, everybody. Too. Those uh, roads are awful. Yep. No kidding. Uh, Megan Mickels and Derek Wills signing off on this Saturday night. Your final score, 4-3 Flames over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's hear from head coach Ryan Huska as he just wrapped up following a big comeback win tonight. A memorable night. Will this be for uh, for you and the fans? Um, it should be. I mean, the end of it was really good, and the beginning was really good, the ceremony. It was nice to see. Uh, on a special night for Kipper that we were able to find a way to get a win and um, getting it against a team that understands how to win um, when they had a lead in the third period was a, a really good thing for our for our group of players. Um, this group, whether it's third period comebacks or obviously like a, a tough week for you guys this week and people were writing you off, people were almost expecting this group to quit and there just doesn't seem to be any quit in no, and then that's that's leadership. You know, when you look at it, Naz's goal, he's an older player again this time of the year, was a, a real big goal that got the building back into the game, which I think kind of helped elevate our team a little bit. And then you score right away after that, and who scores a goal for us is, you know, Blake and, and Michael and, and Manji's line. Um, and that's really, that's really what you need. It's leadership. So they're... Noise or no noise, you need those players to be your best players this time of year. Split the building, because like we all felt it. Yeah. You scored that goal, and the energy was just there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it was a beautiful goal. I think that helps, too. You've mentioned your group being able to sort of stick with it and build their game. Uh, was this a case today of them sticking with it, or did you, did you change anything as the game went on? No, we didn't really. We, we, there, we showed them a couple things between between periods, but I, we didn't have our skating legs the first two periods. They did, and that was very evident. I thought they controlled a lot of the play in the first two periods, but then we flipped the script on them. Um, and it was similar or opposite of our game in Pittsburgh, where I thought we were the better team for two periods, and they were the better team in the third. Um, so 
tonight it was it, it's nice to get the win. Blake, uh, Blake said that the message between intermissions in the second to the third was we can't let these two points slip away. Was like did you did you say anything between there? Like how do you think the players? It's not. Um, themselves? They they have their conversations when we leave for sure. For us, it's about how you do things um, all the time. So not end result, it's process. And if you do things right, you're gonna you're gonna end up on the right side of the ledger more often than not. So um, as I mentioned earlier with the leadership. Um, our message, we give it to them when we leave. It, probably the more important one is what they do and what they say in the room. What did you make of Kuzmenko's game today? Um, I, I thought he's working his way back from um, being under the weather. Um, so there is a, a couple tougher shifts that you can see where he had a hard time getting his wind and his legs back under him. Imagine when it comes to leadership, Sharon Govich is the most vocal guy, but is he now becoming a guy who you just can know you can rely on for those big moments? I, we feel like we can rely on him most definitely, and I think he's just now he's starting to feel like he's a member of this team and a member of this community, if you will. So I, I think that period of adjustment um, when a player first comes over in a trade is, is gone. Uh, now he feels like he is a, a valuable member of our team. Just because, like, you look at Coleman, Cadre, and Sharon Gobert scoring, and it's a little bit like, who else? Like, you, know, you sort of expect those guys to be on the score. Yeah, and again, that's the the older players this time of year. The games get harder, um, and the, everybody tightens things up, and, and typically your older, better players are the ones that are the difference in games than they were for us tonight. Zary? Um, Connor's fine. He should be fine, yeah. Coach, what did you make of Jacob Markstrom tonight? Uh, I thought Jacob was good, and again, the nights like this one where you have that long delay for guys that take them out of their routine, it's probably the hardest on goaltenders because they are usually the most routine guy. So I thought he did a good job um, early on and he stuck with his game and made some key saves to keep the game close to allow us to be in a position where we can get the two points. This is the first five-game win streak for the Flames in almost two years. How does it feel to see this team put together these strings of wins at such a crucial point in their season? Um, it, it's it's a good thing, and they deserve um, to feel good about doing it. And the challenge now is making sure that their next game is is going to be played in a manner that allows us to get the sixth one. So uh, these ones are done now, and we have to make sure we're ready to push for that sixth one. You mentioned the importance of the Nazem Kadri goal for your team in that third period. I was wondering if you can go into more detail of what you thought of it from a skill standpoint, because a lot of people are calling it a highlight real goal. Oh, it was highlight for sure. Even you know a lot of it. Nazem's puck skill is is really good, but you also need courage to go to the far side of the net because there's a pretty good chance you're going to get popped at times. He didn't tonight, um, but to be able to hold on to a puck and make the play as he's going across the crease and having the patience to wait a goaltender out, it shows a lot of skill on that play. That's the highlight reel, but I mean, awfully heads up play by Backlund on the winner too. Right? On for sure, yeah. absolutely. But good pressure coming off the bench for us too that created that turnover. What did you make of Oliver's uh, increased role tonight? Um, he had some moments in the first period where I thought he, with the puck, I thought he, he struggled a little bit, but I thought he settled his game down as the night went on um, where his skating came into play, and I thought he looked more comfortable. And I think he put a little bit of pressure on himself tonight as well. Um, like most guys in the back end, I thought he was the one guy that really put a lot on himself, and once he settled in, he got much better.
That is head coach Ryan Huska post-game following tonight's 4-3 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay, phone lines are open at 403-240-4444. Text lines open at 960-960. Your phone calls, your texts as we continue along on this Saturday night. Comeback win for the Flames on Mika Kiprasov night here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Flames Talk post-game on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts, your phone calls, your texts, and more looks inside the locker room when we come back. This is Calgary Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The Flames Talk post-game show continues from the Hot Stove Lounge on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Your final score here at the Scotiabank Saddledome, Flames 4 and the Pittsburgh Penguins Three in uh, one of the crazier comeback wins we've seen from Calgary so far this season. Our Flamestock postgame show is underway on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Steinberg along with you as the phone lines are open at 403-240-4444. Text line open at 960-960. And, you know, we're kind of getting to the point now, and I know there are plenty of people who are not really concerned about results and those types of things. We're kind of getting to the point now where you're not really critiquing the wins. You're not really looking at how they win games. I mean, they're fighting for their playoff lives. And and here's what we know for sure. Whether you listening or you listening want them to make the playoffs or believe they should make the playoffs, uh, they the team inside that locker room only cares about making the playoffs. The guys that are going to be here after March 8th, care about one thing and one thing only, and that is making the playoffs. And, yeah, they've got a big-time uphill climb. They're five back with one more game played on the L.A. Kings. They, they are not the most likely team to make the playoffs. They're seven back of the Nashville Predators with two games in hand, but still, like, they're in a tough spot. But they are at a point where they're very close to being three quarters of the way through the season. And I believe, I believe like in the second period of the game on Monday against Seattle, they'll officially be three quarters of the way through the season. And right now for that group in there, it's just about how many wins you're getting how and, and the fact that you're getting two points. Now, there's still a lot that might happen between now and the trade deadline. They're going to trade Noah Hannafin. Who the hell knows what's going to happen with Jacob Markstrom and the way that situation is going. But, hey, these guys have won nine of their last 12. They are 8-3 and three since the All-Star break, and they're playing their best hockey that they've played in almost two years' time here. They deserve a ton of credit for it. And, and you know, were they great tonight? No, I did not love their game for, I don't know, five-sixths of this hockey game. But... They continue to be a very resilient group that does not quit on hockey games. Last year, they waved the white flag a lot. This year, that white flag doesn't exist very often, and they deserve a lot of credit for it. And I I was just impressed again at what they were able to do here at the Dome tonight. It, it started with Nazem Kadri, Honestly... Kadri's goal is the goal of the year. I don't think it's going to be topped by the Flames. Goal of the year anyway for the Flames. I don't think it's going to be topped between now and the end of the regular season. In fact, I can't remember a goal to quite that extent that we've seen in this building in uh, in a long time. And that sparks a crowd. You're down 3-1. There's not a lot of energy. And then one of the best players on the team does that. And then 32 seconds later, Coleman ties it. This place was 
Brocken, and then what a finish. Yegor Sharangovich with 50 seconds to go. That was pretty impressive, and they didn't screw up a special night. You know, Al McKinnis night, they pissed away, and we all know what happened five years ago on Jerome Ginla's jersey retirement, uh, but there was uh, none of that tonight. It looked like they were going to, but uh, they didn't tonight. They didn't let that happen, and they win one on Mika Kiprasov's big night. Just one final thought on that. What an awesome ceremony. Uh, great job by Brendan Parker. Great job from Jamie McLennan. The video written by our buddy Scott Crookshank and voiced by the Hall of famer peter marr was amazing and then kipper's speech to wrap it all up was great great job from jordy and his crew carlo and his crew uh and uh candace and her crew and everybody who made today work it was pretty awesome and neat to be a part of so started great ended great here at the scotia bank saddle dome okay let's go back inside the flames locker room let's hear from the guy who sparked the comeback tonight nazim kadri post game inside the flames locker room i feel be able to battle back and get that win in the third period? Uh, unbelievable. I mean, I think, uh, you know, that's certainly uh, one of the more exciting games I've been a part of. So, you know, that's just who we are. We we, uh, we don't back down. We don't quit. And thankfully, it worked out for us tonight. Can you take us through the goal? Um, yeah, I just saw some open ice. I mean, uh, great job by the D. I think we zipped it up to me, and I had uh, some speed. And just uh, figured I'd try to make a play. So, I'm, uh, you know, thankfully, it worked out and got us started. This is what the third period does it to you. You look at it and you say what? Uh, it's go time. You know, I think that's what uh, everyone should be saying. I mean, third period is a is an opportunity, really. I think to uh, you know whatever whatever the situation is, crawl back, build on the lead, tie the game, uh, whatever the situation is. I think it's uh, you always want to finish strong, and that's what we've been doing this year. What happens? Is that the identity of this team? The no quit thing? Because you know we've seen the third period comebacks. People have been writing you guys off, and you guys just keep stacking up the wins right now. It feels like it's it's pretty fair to say this is a team that, that doesn't have any quit. Sure, it says, it says a lot about uh, you know who we have in here, and uh, you know especially when you're doing it multiple times, I think that solidifies it. So uh, you know we got a bunch of guys in here that um, you know refuse refuse to go down swinging, and uh, that's a great mentality to have. Is it when you when you have the ceremony that you had pre-game and you've got alumni like Mika and Jerome here, like do, do you guys use that as motivation a little bit in these situations? Yeah, I mean for sure. I, I don't think you really try to think about it too much. I mean, obviously it's a bit of a unique, uh, you know, style of the game, and you, you know you're feeling a little rushed because uh, you know everything that's happening. But I'm, I'm certainly uh, honored to be able to you know watch a guy like uh, Kipper go up into the rafters and uh, just seeing how you know how much it meant to him. You know, really kind of gives you goosebumps. So, uh, you know, I'm happy we were able to pull it out for him. What changes for you guys after that three-one goal? Because it seemed like you, it seemed like a, a switch got flipped. Uh, the three-one, they scored the third goal, right? Yeah. yeah. After that. Yeah. Um, when they scored their third goal. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, certainly a little deflating, but I don't think, uh, you know, we never feel like we're out of it. I think at that point there was still more than half a period left, and that's. Uh, you know, that's enough time to crawl yourself uh, back in a hockey game or at least give yourself an opportunity to maybe, you know, pull the goaltender and, and see what happens. So, you know, thankfully we, did, we didn't, you know, need that, but we just uh, we, we just keep fighting. Did you or anyone else speak up or say anything notable in the Indian intermission there? Um, I don't think so. I think we just do it as a, you know, collectively as a unit. Everybody understands what's, uh, you know, we're still on a hunt. We're giving ourselves every opportunity possible, you know, even if there's a sliver of hope, we'll take that and we'll run with it. Get that puck on Diego's stick in that position. It seems like it goes in. Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a, a little bit of a slingshot there, wrister. And 
he knows how to use it, and I think that's part of having that experience is when he uh, gets into those spaces. I mean, that's that's what good goal scorers do, and that's what they figure out, um, how to get open and uh, you know how to get a puck through. So uh, he's got a lethal shot, and we always encourage him to, to use it more. There's Nazem Kadri, the illustrator of goal of the year for the Calgary Flames. That was bonkers in period number three to start the comeback. Three unanswered. It went Kadri, Coleman, and the game winner, Yegor Sharangovich. Flames win 4-3 over the Pittsburgh Penguins here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. As we continue along on your Flames Talk postgame show, it's time for tonight's Save of the Game, brought to you by Shane Holmes. And tonight's Save of the Game comes in period number two. Here comes Raquel dancing in, and Markstrom makes his best save tonight. That is, when it's all said and done, one of the 27 stops made by Jacob Markstrom, and that is his save of the game tonight, brought to you by Shane Holmes. For every save a Flames goaltender makes, Shane Holmes makes a donation to Kidsport Calgary. Visit ShaneHolmes.com, the better way to build. I know the John Gruden goal, um, not that John Gruden, but uh, snuck by him late in the first period to make it one nothing, and, you know, that's a squeaker he'd probably like back, but very quietly, another really solid, night from Jacob Markstrom tonight and uh, made sure this one didn't get away on them. You know, the that first period could have gone completely the other way or even further the other way on him. Uh, but Jacob Markstrom solid once again and he just continues to play out of his mind hockey. I don't know what his future holds between now and Friday. I really don't. The innuendo swirling around right now is only going to get louder and what he had to say on Friday morning didn't change that uh, just uh, threw another log on the fire so uh, yeah I don't know what's going to happen between the Flames and Jacob between now and the end of the uh, or, or before the trade deadline rather I don't know if he's going to be a Flame or a New Jersey Devil we'll see but uh, he went out there and put another really solid night on the ice. Let's get to the text line for the first time at 969.60 as Leandro kicks us off says I was in the building and what a night one to remember I was in tears for Mika and the comeback was the icing on top and hey I think they left it uh, to the end to win 4-3 on the night they retire 34. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, loved your spot and the kind words you had about Kipper literally the day after I asked my Kipper question. What a night a dream come true. Thank you Leandro. Appreciate that. Scotty and Victoria says the first 50 minutes had me scared the Tanev trade and Markstrom truth bomb really dampened the team's spirit not great hockey. Last 10 minutes unbelievable. Kadri with a beauty and our guy Sharon Govich finishing it off to celebrate and honor Kipper properly. Also, that ceremony was so beautiful and nostalgic. My childhood relived. I'm not crying. You're crying. Have a great night. That's from Scotty in Victoria. Uh, Kyle from Citadel says, It wasn't pretty, but a win's a win. was hard fought. The team was really dealing with a massive change, and I think they handled it better than I think most of us would have thought. I've said it a few times in the past, but Backlund's unreal with his play. It's not his first efforts, not the second. His third and fourth efforts are something you just don't see anymore. It's unreal. He's a true leader, leading by example. I know Kadri deserves a lot of credit tonight for his ability to rally the team, but number 11 really made the difference, in my opinion. Briefly, I love what Markstrom said about the trades and management. I agree with him 100%. Regardless of why, I think the management staff could have at least attempted to mitigate the trade rumors surrounding Markstrom by at least addressing it head-on and not letting it get as bad as it did. Um, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I, I'm still still swimming uh, in terms of what Jacob was referring to when he said that on Friday morning. Um, 
you know, was that a uh, was that a shot at Craig Conroy? I'm I'm not as certain at, at that. Was that a shot at higher up? I I don't know. I really don't know, but um, definitely, uh, definitely something that I'm sure will be brought up when we get to the phone lines in just a few minutes. This reads: Kipper Knight ends in three-four flames. Of course, it does. Uh, Pat, great night and win. Congrats to Kipper and whether number thirty-four is on the ice or just in the building. It's always an exciting night. Ron McLean pointed this out, but fitting the score was three-four tonight on Kipper Knight number thirty-four. That's from Claude. Uh, that ceremony, that game on a Saturday, vibes are high. Go Flames! go. This reads from Ash that Kadri goal had to be the best highlight reel goal scored by the Flames this season. Regarding Kipper, I learned how talkative he can be after watching him and Brendan Parker's Hockey Stars and Cars feature. Finally, I should tell you that your spot-on impression of Craig Conroy is hilarious. I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll ease off on the Connie impressions until after the trade deadline. The poor guy is just getting run ragged by this thing, so I'll, I'll give the guy a break on, on the impressions until after the trade deadline deadline um as for Kadri's goal no doubt that's the best goal they've scored and since Johnny was here since Johnny and Matthew and you know though that that was ridiculous what Kadri did tonight uh Josh says awesome comeback here at the dome Kadri's dazzling goal kick-started the comeback the backland steal that led to the sharky goal great third period you can definitely see the guys are trying to make the playoffs Paul and Shawnee says, magical night. I worked at the Dome as a 22-year-old in 2004, and it was the time of my life. Great tribute to a Flames legend. Sad that all it takes is 10 minutes to beat the Penguins, but hey, a win's a win. Yegor for mayor. Brent in Langdon says, great game tonight. Had a playoff feel. Lots of hits and speed. Once again, the highest paid Flame in history was nowhere to be seen, though. Can you imagine the players we could move in if they didn't have them? Way to go. Five in a row, nonetheless. Mike from Mackenzie Lake says, once again, a great night watching the kids. Don't trade Marky. Holy moly, who is Tyler Toffoli? Sharky's the man. Hashtag Connie Fleece. And finally, it makes perfect sense. Sharon Govich scored two goals. What number does he wear? 17. What 17 times two? Of course, the answer to that is 34. Great stuff so far on the text line at 969.60. Keep them coming. We'd love to hear from you on our text line tonight. Let's get to the phone lines for the first time at 403. 403- 240-4444 following a Flames 4-3 comeback win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Flames Talk post game available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's say hello to Wedley as he kicks us off on the phone lines tonight. What's going on, Wed? It's Pat Mass, sure. 17 times 2 is 34. Hey, that one I, I, can, <laughs> I can confirm is true. I'm just teasing you, buddy. It's all good, man. Um, immaculate vibes as always. I'm going to keep this call very positive. Um, man, I'm just shivers, still not shivers, goosebumps still. Like, what a week, what a couple of days from all this, like so much Mika Kiprasov, so much stories, seeing the 04 guys here, Dion's here, Daryl's here. Um, well, Daryl's always here, but, you know, um, seeing a Ginla smile after that Kadri goal, just, you know, this is what this, this team, even if it's just for one night, it is so good to be a, Dan- a Flames fan tonight. It is a good. T- well, I'm happy to be a Flames fan all the time, but so much negativity on the ice, off the ice. Heck, even on social media, fans, Flame fans fighting each other. But for one day, it just felt like everyone came together. I stupidly, uh, I didn't have tickets for the game, but I drove in the treacherous, <laughs> whiteout conditions just to get some patches for Kippersov. 
and I'm just talking to random strangers, people I probably never talked to anywhere, young, younger than me, older than me, and the younger ones were telling me how much, so for me, Vernon was my guy, Kippersov is their guy, listening to their stories, and I'm happy for them. Even when we were down 3-1, I wasn't worried because you don't win friends with salad and you don't lose on Kipper night. You can't. And just all these little things, like I'm big in numerology, so winning 3-4, 17 times 2 is 34, mm. like all that just adds to it, man. And I know you're a long time, uh, you know, working for this station, and you know I'm in a long time Flames fan, and this was just a great night. It like, was. It was a it was cool mm-hmm. night. And I'll talk about playoffs on another call. Regardless, we don't make it or we do make it. This is a night. This game for this season, and just the way they've been playing, this one definitely will. A lot of memories. Imagine if this was your first game and you're a kid coming to this, or an adult, and this is your first game. Like what? So many memories are created. And uh, thank you to your station for all the stories and the access you provide, and and to all the staff that work. I felt so bad for them at both Fanatics. It was a zoo, man. It was a crazy zoo. But uh, they did a great job. And the Flames, like, you know, a lot of people lately since Bennett, and I'm not going to get into the reasons who wants to be here and doesn't want to be here, but this organization does a great job honoring the people, the guys that want to stick through here and stay here. You're immortalized. You are. Look at it. Like, what a fantastic video package and presentation and speeches. So, um, yeah, man, just, uh, I, I'm just keeping it positive today. Great night. Go Flames, go. I'm glad to see Kipper. You know, I was, you know, I was in my 20s when he was here, but didn't see this kind of access. The guy sounds hilarious. Like the pranks he pulled. I love the ones, the stories about Keenan. They just make me laugh, but they were, they were all funny. You know, I, I Great night, and if you're a Flames fan, just for an night, just put aside the differences about rebuild or whatever. Enjoy it, and I'm glad a lot of fans went home with smiles on their faces. Drive safe. I know the roads were horrendous, and that was at two, and I couldn't even see, man. I've never seen Calgary like that, but um, glad I braved it. Glad I got my patches. Go Flames, go, man, and I will save my hockey takes for another call, but... Just keep it positive. Keep the vibes immaculate, and I'll let you get to other callers, Matty. Thanks, Wed. Good to hear from you, yeah. buddy. Be well. Hey, we'll talk soon. Yeah, take care, Pat. We'll talk new, soon. New, new Year's Eve game is on the 31st. We'll, uh, oh, we'll talk to you perfect. Soon. I'll mark that down on my calendar. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of my funniest. I'm sorry I keep bugging you about that one, but it did me. You chuckle. can bug me to, about it until uh, one of us leaves this, uh, leaves this planet. I, you, 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 <clears> you've, you've, got that, you've got that for life. Oh, thank you. Well, actually, I do have one very quick, quick, uh, quick Kipper question because my memory is off. His last season here, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Did he still have one more year in his contract, or was that his last year? And they traded um, him. I I believe, if I remember correctly, he had yeah. one year left on his contract. Um, and but the organization didn't want to bring him back, right? Because they wanted to go younger. I can't remember. Well, there was a thought that he was going to. Um, there, there was a, a potential trade with Toronto. Toronto, yeah. He said no. Um, yeah. And I'm just going back to – I'm just going – yeah, he had one year left, and he was going to get paid $1.5 million. Um, okay. So the – 
the he he there was a trade that would have sent him to Toronto that he blocked because he had a he blocked. move clause, yeah. and then he just decided to retire. So okay. uh, they, they would have taken him. I'm, I'm sure they would have brought him back. I mean, because he was yeah. under contract. But yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, he did end up uh, he did end up retiring after that. Retiring. Okay, I couldn't remember. And I was gonna say, if you get a, time, a chance, you got to watch After Hours. That was amazing just to see all those guys on there and their stories. And Kipper was on there, too. So if you get a chance, watch that later or tomorrow morning. But uh, um, that was nice to see Dion, Reggie, uh, who else was on there, Rhett, so, uh, really, and Kipper, of course. So that was a really good uh, after hours as well. So yeah, And just saw that Kadri highlight goal again. Unbelievable. But anyways, go Flames, go. You know me. Don't dream till it's over. It's going to be a long shot, but whatever. We'll talk about that another time. So. Take care, man. I'll let you get to other guys. Okay, thanks, Wayne. Yep. Take care, Appreciate buddy. Appreciate it, yeah. buddy. 403-240-4444 is your phone number. a Flames 4-3 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's say hello to George. What's going on, George? Not much, Patty. How are you tonight? Good, man. Good, man. I, I can't believe it, Patty. Honestly, I can't believe they came back to win that game tonight. You, you could clearly see how much they missed Tanev right off the hop on the ice. And yet they still found a way. I mean, all I can say is mad respect to them for that. Mad respect. I can't, like, it's like, honestly, it's like, what least say? I don't want to really focus too much on other stuff right now. Like, I'll, I'll get to Kipper in a little bit. But just mad respect to them. I mean, they just keep finding a way. Of, of course, they played awful for, like, like you said, five, six of the game. But the bottom line is they came back. And they won the game, and they brought the fans to their feet on an already special evening. So, mad respect to them for that. Yeah, I mean, not much, not much else I can say other than that. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I was very impressed. It was pretty cool to see. Yeah, and then you know what? Mad respect to Craig Conroy too, and I'll tell you why. He's done so far exactly what he said he would do at his very first press conference as general manager of this team, and. As difficult as it must be for him to be doing a lot of what he's doing right now, he's doing his job. Just like the players, you know, they're not going to pack it in. They have to go out there and play as hard as they can because in their minds, they want to make the playoffs. But from Conroy's perspective, his job is to do what's right for the future of this franchise right now. And it's the unfortunate situation we were in. We knew it at the beginning of the season. You know, win, lose, or draw, whatever. We knew the situation we were in. We had all these UFAs. And after what happened with Goudreau and to a lesser extent Kachuk, Conroy made it very clear he cannot allow that to happen. And so I give him mad respect and kudos to doing what he's doing under extremely, extremely difficult circumstances. I mean, that guy took over the job from tree living under, you know, very difficult circumstances. And, and, you know, I've really appreciated, number one, his honesty above all else. But, you know, he's he's done a fairly good job with all the trades so far, in my opinion anyway. And uh, I have to give him a shout-out for that. And I really think he's done he's done really well, you know. He really has. That, that's new. You didn't like the first two trades. No, I didn't. But I was wrong on the Sharon Kovich one 100%. I admit it. Uh, the Zadorov one obviously doesn't look as bad now. I still think he could have got a little more, but that's semantics at this point. Anyway, yes, did I not like them in the beginning? Yes, but I've come just Sharon Kovic, I've completely come around. I was wrong. I'll admit it. You want me to admit it every show, I'll do it. But, yeah. I do. Every <laughs> yes, time. I love, I, 
Hey, man, I love the Lindholm trade, um, the Tanev trade. I, fair value. It wasn't like a uh, blow away, but the circumstances people need to understand, too. Dallas wasn't giving up their first, their top three prospects. It wasn't not for Tanev anyway, you know. Um, we tend to overvalue our players. And honestly, I do think, and I will always think, Tanev is worth a first-round pick. But if teams aren't offering you that, and you got X amount of time to trade a guy, I didn't think he did horrible with that trade. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine for what it was. And let's see what this defenseman that they got from uh, from Dallas. I, he seems like a, a young version of a young Russian version of Tanev. So let's see. But uh, I think they got fair value for Tanev. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and and the thing that there's there's two things that are most important on the Tanev deal for me. Number one, the fact, kind of going back to the way you started it, and that is the fact that they, um, they, they you know, they, they keep on making deals, and and that's a deal that didn't bring anything back to help the team right now. And he still made the deal in the midst of a five game win streak, four games in to a five game win streak. I think that's a real positive sign in terms of how committed the general manager is to his vision. I think that's big, and then. Number two, um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it continues with that vision. Um, he's adding assets. He's adding, um, he's adding things to either use on the surface, like, you know, use those picks to actually make picks at the draft. Um, and no, I did not. Um, and also to or, or to potentially um, get things, you know, to, to use them for other things. So and, and to use them yeah. for other trades. So, yeah, I think I think that he is uh, he's sticking with the vision. And I, I've been impressed. I I didn't really mind. I, I didn't mind the Tanev trade at all. I thought it was um, it was quite strong. And, and you know, I, I think that they could have extracted a late first round pick if they really wanted from another team i wonder if they would have had to take a um uh, i know pierre lebrun's talked about this and kind of from my understanding as well i i wonder if they would have had to take a bad contract back in return to get that first round pick and they really like this prospect and i think that's the perspective that's important is that they really really like the prospect so getting a second round pick and the prospect is something that I think that they valued higher than a bad contract and, and a late first. You can agree or disagree with that, but I think that's kind of the way the Flames were were looking at it. Yes, and I do agree with their decision, by the way. If that was the case, I'd rather have the trade they actually made as opposed to taking back a bad contract with another year uh, of us having to carry that cap hit next year. So I, I, I like what they did better anyway, so good on them. Um, Andromika Kiprasov here, the man of the hour, um, too sweet to be sour, the man with the goaltending power. Congratulations to Mika Kiprasov on a well-deserved retirement. And I want to say, Patty, you guys did an unbelievable job covering everything Kipper this week. And it must have been so cool for you to interview him in the hostel of lounge yesterday. Yeah, that was neat. <laughs> man, I was smiling ear, ear to ear just listening to you guys interview them. It's, it's been a, a great week that way. Um, so many great memories. I've said it before. I'll say it again. In my opinion, he is bar none, the greatest goalie the Calgary Flames have ever had. If he would have had better players, um, a better team. And uh, honestly, not even that, if just the, the team in front of him would have been better, this team could have done a lot more. Uh, and if, if, that guy could have easily won Stanley Cups if he had elite players in front of him or he played on a, another team. So what, what, that's what makes, in my opinion, what he did with his franchise even more impressive. 
It really does. Um, he made so many incredible high-right legal saves. I mean, you think about the Scorpion save against San Jose. You think about that unreal paddle save he made against the Vancouver Canucks. And I'll close with this, Patty. As long as I live, I will never – like, we talk about 2004, and rightfully so. But honestly, I will never forget his performance against the Detroit Red Wings in the 2008 playoffs. I want to say it was game five or six. Game six, they lost in double <laughs> overtime, and, and he single-handedly yeah. kept him in it. That was the series like, series they, clincher for Detroit. They should have gotten blown out that game. And he yeah. made, like, honestly, that may have been the best goaltending performance I've ever seen watching the sport. And I'm not even exaggerating that. He was that good. Um, <laughs> what can you say, man? Kiprasov, thank you for the memories. Uh I, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the ceremony because I live here in the States and I don't get Sportsnet 360 here. But I did because of you guys, and I thank you very much. Get to listen to it. And I hope uh, the Flames post it on their website or on their YouTube page so I can actually see the visuals. If not, at least I got the audio part of it. So I, I thank you guys for that. And uh, you guys, honestly, you guys did an awesome job. It was a, a great night uh all around and uh keep up the good work patty and uh, we'll talk next game my friend okay georgie be well man appreciate the call thank you my friend 403-240-4444 is your phone number following a flames 4-3 win over the pittsburgh penguins here at the scotia bank saddle dome tonight as we say hello to robert what's going on robert hey pat how you doing it's been a while good man yeah welcome back yeah well on uh well uh Obviously, before I get to the game or playoffs or, or any of that jazz, obviously I want to start with uh, Kippersoff. I mean, you know that. I mean the uh, the ceremony itself, I didn't see. I plan to, and I plan to watch it later. Um, but uh, just to, in general, to see to, to see to see it like to uh, see his number be retired is is absolutely amazing. I mean, like the uh, I mean like the things he did for this team and with this team, I mean, it's just, it's nothing short of absolutely outstanding to see, you know, and I'm, uh, in the kids, you know, and I, I got, and I, and I got memories of playing, playing street hockey and a Kippersoft jersey as a goalie. It wasn't very good, but that's not the point. Uh, but yeah, obviously that's just, I know the, uh, uh, the ceremony itself, from what I heard, it was really good, and that's why I uh, obviously I plan to watch it later. You should. It was really good. It was awesome. Yeah. Now, yeah, but yeah, now, now I'm gonna get want to get to the game. Obviously, I mean the the start was just honestly and honestly, in my opinion, is nothing short of horrendous. In first period, they were awful. Second period, I thought they were I don't know, okay, mediocre at best start of the third they weren't great but then the last 10 minutes it just it felt like felt like I don't know because I was watching on TV but it just to me like it felt like there was this there was this shift after that goal by Kadri where where it was almost like the Flames got this lift from that goal and they're like okay you know what we're not you know like there is there is no way we're losing this game well on a goal like that um can absolutely um, 
change the momentum of a hockey game. Like that that's that's the best goal the Flames have scored in a long time. Like that was a full on highlight reel goal from Nazem Kadri and, and you know, a goal like that and it was still a two goal game and he turned it into a one goal game. So, you know, it was a big goal too. That can be a huge momentum swing for a team and turned out tonight that that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Oh uh, no, I guess uh, looking at uh, I guess uh I guess I want to touch on a little bit on the, uh, I mean, maybe not the uh, overall uh, overall direction of the team, but I just, I mean, because uh, I look at they have uh, they have uh, 22 games left. They're five points out. They're going to need help. I think. I mean, to me, I I think to get in, they you gotta. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to guess to put a number on it, but I'm thinking that I I'm thinking they got to win minimum 13 out of 22 and maybe get points and two or three others and get some help. That's just the way I see it. Well, I mean, there's, they, they, they are seven back of Nashville with two games in hand. So if those two games in hand end up being wins and they're three back of Nashville, so they'd need Nashville to give up three points, um, for a tie, um, and, and four points to get past them. Uh, they are five back of Los Angeles with, the Kings having one more, one fewer game played. So if that's a win for the Kings and the Flames are seven back of the Kings. So, I mean, they, 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 they absolutely need help. Um, they need some things to go against other teams and some things to go their way. And if that happens, then they've, well, and we'll, we'll, we'll obviously if that happens and they're a playoff team, but look, I mean, their odds are still, not great. It's it's still not a, a great situation for them. They they still are in a spot where they are are looking at a big uphill climb. But the very least, they're they're not throwing in any white towels. That's for sure. Yeah, I got a uh, a couple more here. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, I just I'm thinking that I don't know if uh, 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 Conroy making uh, all these trades. I don't know. I mean, at least to me, I'm not like a, I'm not sure what. Uh, I'm not sure your thoughts on this, but uh, but like but like I don't see, I don't necessarily see these moves as as Conroy saying, okay, this is just I'm starting I'm starting the process early of you know of uh, you know blowing this thing up. That's not that's not that's not the way I see it. I think he just he's trying to as the uh, as I think it was George said before me that like he that they he's he's thinking about the future of the team. But I don't think he's necessarily saying uh, full on rebuild. No, and that's definitely not what's what's going on here. They're they're making tra- they're they're um, they're making deals for guys that aren't going to be here long term, um, and they're getting what they can for them. They're going younger, but they're also not throwing in the towel on a season or or going uh, the the complete scorched scorched earth way of of building a team. And and some are for that, some are against that. We'll see ultimately how it ends up how how successful it ends up being. But that that is absolutely what they are, you know, attempting to do right now. Yeah, I guess I'll uh, uh, I guess I'll leave it at this. Um, like I think uh, honestly, I was, it's got to do with uh, Markstrom. I mean, like, and this is just a, a, this is my opinion. I thought, and I guess uh, starting with tonight, I thought it was I thought he was good. I mean, he kept the team in it, gave them a chance to come back, which was good. But I mean, 
uh, but I'd say this, uh, in my opinion, uh, Markstrom, you got to, in my opinion, if it were me, I would keep it simply because, I mean, you know, like, I don't know if, I, I don't know. I mean, if if you, you want to be, I mean, yeah, going younger, but at the same time, you want to be saying as early as next year, okay, we're, we're going Dan Vladar and Dustin Wolf. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure that, that I, I'm overly comfortable with that. I just, uh, I'm not entirely sure it's all the way up to them at this point. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I guess we'll get to, I guess we'll just have to, have to see what happens. I mean, you know, obviously I, I hope that, uh, I, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I guess obviously I want to see the Flames get in because because like I love I love uh, uh, Canadian hockey in general. So I'm uh, I'm obviously pulling for them and just have to have to see how it plays out. But anyway, I'll uh, I'll let you get to uh, okay, Robert. All here, Patty, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Okay, man. Have a great night. All right, you too. Hey, be well. Thanks, Robert. 403-240-4444 is your phone number. Following a Flames 4-3 uh, comeback win over the Pittsburgh Penguins here at the Dome tonight. Steinberg along with you on your Flames Talk post game. Let's say hello to Parsons. What's up, Pars? Hey, Pat. How are you tonight? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was a great character comeback win in the third. Um as we say, it wasn't a Picasso, but we got the job done. We got the W, and um, Kadri, that was a hell of a goal. <laughs> like, goal of the year for sure. Um, you know, that was the one that definitely sparked us to more momentum and to get after the rest of that game, so that was nice to see. Um, especially in front of Kipper and all the boys that were in the crowd. Uh, I'm sure that was an exciting game for them to watch. Um, another guy I thought that was really good tonight for sure was Backlund. Um, I thought he was, you know, even though he didn't have a great night in the face-off dot, I thought he was a major part of tonight's success. Oh, he success was huge sure. tonight. Yeah, like he was all over it. He was in the corners. He was banging, you know, and uh, that was a great apple on Sharky's goal there. And that was the that was their best line again tonight. Matched up oh. all night against Crosby. Uh, yeah. th- that that was their best line, no question. No question, yeah, for sure. And yeah, he he had a great night. And as for Markstrom, I, I wasn't sure what to expect tonight out of him. Um, you know, especially after Friday's interview, I, I wasn't sure. You know, where his mindset would be. Um, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, he definitely came out, and you know he helped the team win. But uh, any any thoughts on this whole situation? Like in terms of, like I I don't know if I was keen on the fact that he's taking a shot up top. But um, like, do you have any thoughts on that? Thoughts on what? That's a very um, that's a very general, and I'm not trying to be a uh, dick, like just but like just, thoughts on what specifically? Like just. Kind of his words about how the upper could have handled things better. Like, I wasn't sure what to make of that specifically. I'm like still he... not sure what to make of it. Um, okay. Okay. I, I, so I think there's no question that Jacob does not like having his name 
out there um, mm-hmm. when it comes to trade rumors. I believe Elliot Friedman reported on after, uh, not on after hours, on um, on Saturday headlines tonight. I believe he reported that um, the the you know Jacob is is also not uh, particularly. Um, enamored with going in the direction that the the flames might be going in the direction of which is why i said to robert that i I don't believe that this is fully in calgary's control um i don't think that it was necessarily like it's it's being um construed off the get-go like a shot at craig conroy um i'm not necessarily ready to jump to that I, I think there's it was it was worded in such a way that it could be that, but you know I've talked to a few people that have just kind of said, well maybe it was a shot, uh, maybe it was a comment and and aimed at at higher than Conroy. I don't know. I'm not right. in in Jacob's mind. So and and we're not going to be talking to him anytime soon after yeah. uh, after how it went on on Friday morning. So yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, I just. Uh, I, I think the thing the thing that we my, my biggest takeaway is that Jacob's obviously not super thrilled whether it be just about the trade stuff, whether it be about the direction of the organization, whatever the case may be, that, that mm-hmm. does not seem like a happy camping goaltender right now. And right. that is, is somewhat concerning. I wonder yes. a little bit if that was a bit of a toothpaste moment. And what I mean by that is, okay, this is out now. Can you now that the cat's out of the bag? Can it get back in? Um, so right. I, I've definitely wondered a little bit about that, and you know I I wasn't necessarily anticipating a Jacob Markstrom trade over the last number of days. I mean we we knew that there's there's been talks and we knew that New Jersey was close and all that type of stuff, but you know over the last week everything that I've been led to believe and and I believe this is true that that things quieted down again and and there wasn't a whole lot going on and then all of a sudden this pops up on friday and it sure does make you wonder what the next six days are going to hold i i'm back to high alert on the way things might play out with with jacob that's for sure yeah i agree with you especially after that but uh i mean hey can you imagine playing tonight um as markstrom and and kippers in the crowd and everything too like that that had to have been kind of interesting too. I know I'd be nervous if I was him, like just trying to play my best and everything. So good on him tonight. But um, what I love about this team, like the current players on this team right now, Pat, is that, you know, they're all team players and they're all hard workers and they all seem to have a bit of character. And it doesn't, you know, like there's no prima donnas on this team. Like they're just, they're working as a, cohesive unit and they're working for each other and that much I respect and you know it's nice to see uh Sharon Govich score again it was like three goals in two games and um one quick comment on the TANF trade um as far as I understand it Conroy's promise uh to TANF was to trade him to a contender because I know Conroy fielded other uh, trade requests from non-playoff teams who yes. we probably could have got better returns from or higher firsts or anything. But I don't uh, know about that. I don't think that like an Ottawa was offering their first this year for Tanev. I they I think they would have offered something and they would have been interested. 
I, I would be surprised if they offered their first. Well, I'm not sure of the specifics, but it, that's good on Conroy to go through on his promise to actually. hundred percent. I think that's I think that's a big, um, yeah. and it's a, a big thing in terms of you know how how the the GM is going to treat his players. I, I agree. For sure, um, yeah. Um, the luncheon was great. Um, it was nice to see a lot of former players there, and you know guys like Regeer and oh man. Uh, so many guys. I got to talk to Rick Ball, so many other guys. And um, uh, one of the guys that I was happiest to run into and talk to was Peter Marr. Um, when I was a kid, I didn't get to watch a lot of, like, before, you know, I moved out and was an adult. I didn't get to watch a lot of hockey on TV because my mom didn't wasn't a sports fan. But So I, I lived off of the radio, and I lived off of Peter Marr, um, even during our Stanley Cup run-in many years and it was really a pleasure to run into that guy and shake his hand and finally tell him how much I appreciate him. Uh, same with Iggy and everyone. And, you know, um, I'll just end it with this, uh, Kiprasov. I was, I think it was uh, late twenties, 28 when we acquired him. I didn't know who the guy was. No one did, <laughs> but, uh, he had an exceptional run, uh, Man, what a game changer this guy was! Uh, five shutouts during that, you know, the playoff run, and just electrifying man. Um, just a career filled with legendary play and mind-boggling saves, and you know, I've waited for this this day to happen, Pat, like for his retirement, uh, a long time, and uh, so happy that he showed up, <laughs> and. Uh, he did the luncheon and the ceremony with everyone. He has a special place in my heart, and um, I'm so happy for him and his family tonight. He's a legend, like 70-plus 70, 70 games, six years in a row, the only goalie with a show win in an outdoor game. Like, I love this guy, man. He's a legend, and uh, I even named my cat after him, so I'll leave it after that. All right, Parse. I'm glad you could get to that luncheon, and uh, I was there. It was pretty neat. I had to leave pretty early, so I couldn't hang around. I, I but, couldn't uh, find you. I no, I had, to, I had to bounce real early to get ready for the show. But um, I, I appreciate the call. Great stuff, man. We will uh, we'll talk soon. Hey, Pars? You betcha. Okay, man. Uh, 403-240-4444. Flames win 4-3 over the Pittsburgh Penguins on Mika Kiprasov night here at the Scotiabank. Saddledome, it's your Flames Talk postgame show as we say hello to Anand. What's up, Anand? Good evening, Patty. How are you? Good, man. Yeah, amazing game. Or, yeah, amazing last 10 minutes of the game. Uh, maybe we can raise off and not think about the first couple of uh, periods as well. Uh, but yeah, good game tonight. Uh, great turnout and great comeback. couple of points for me. Um, yeah, uh, Kadri, the goal, uh, amazing, uh, amazing goal for him. Uh, how he went through the defenseman and scored. That would be one of the best goals of the Flames this season, right? Would you say so? Uh, no, number one, no question. Uh, not not going to be – I don't think there's going to be anything that comes close to it and uh, in the final 22 games and definitely nothing that has come close to it prior. That's that's goal of the year, hands down. Uh, you can uh, – you can, Paint the you can you can uh, you can print the posters on on that being goal of the year. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. 
and then yes sharangovich to he looks amazing uh, yeah we were talking about earlier in the uh, past few weeks how the center position may not be a good fit but now it looks like he's starting to gel up there and those couple goals that's fantastic uh yeah loved the backlands performance too he had couple good chances and high danger chances couldn't just convert it, but he looked good uh my one co- uh couple of questions for you so first one manjupane what did you think of manjupane's game tonight Uh thought I thought he was good. I thought that uh had a couple of looks. I thought he worked hard. Um and I thought that line was Calgary's best line tonight. Sure, yeah. And uh relating back to the trade, so Tanner Street, yeah, definitely they were missing him tonight. Uh we saw signs in that uh first period. Uh but my question for you so uh for the um player we got Atem Krishna Atem Grushnikov. Grushnik- uh, Grushnikov. Yeah, Grushnikov. Uh, so right now he's with the Wranglers. Uh, did you get to see him play yesterday or not? I did not. Um, I uh, I did talk to a couple people. Th- apparently he was uh, solid to start, but just like the rest of the Wranglers, they kind of fell off as the, the night went along. They had a 4 nothing lead after 20 and then uh, lost 5-4 in regulation. So... Um, I, I apparently some some good uh, a, a decent debut but I did not get an opportunity to see it no. Yeah got you. Yeah I saw the uh, score update as well yeah. I couldn't watch the game and check out him uh, because I was a uh, working camera operator at the Okotok Oilers game. So yeah uh, so what would be the plan for Grushnikov then uh, would you see any time with the flame soon or do you think it will take him some time to develop the Wranglers uh, moving ahead? Um, I mean, he's 20, and, and that's still pretty young for a defenseman, so probably yeah. still some time uh, with the Wranglers. Um, you know, depending on how this season goes, he could be one of the guys that we see um, with the Flames and get some NHL time in between now and the end of the regular season this year. I think that'll be dependent, though, on where this team is kind of in late March and, and early April. If this team is still fighting tooth and nail for a playoff spot, maybe not. But if this team falls a little out of it, then, you know, maybe we do see a Jeremy Poirier. Maybe we do see a Grushnikov. Maybe we do see who knows what Bristavich's situation looks like. Uh, and, and if his OHL season ends, um, maybe he's a guy that we see. You know, it all depends on, on in a lot of ways, and, and it, it depends on how this season goes on the ice and how the rest of the, the how the final quarter goes and where they are in the final two, three weeks of the season. They're still fighting, and we probably won't see a lot of debuts, won't see a lot of um, opportunities for young, younger, fresher players uh, because they'll be fighting for a playoff spot. Um, on the other hand, if they're out of it or a little further out of it, maybe we do. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, fair enough. And final couple points, uh, Martin Postwissel, he's amazing as well. I love his couple of hits and how he plays. Even though he's not getting on the score sheet, he impressed me how he plays both defensively and offensively. And final point, uh, relating to the whole keepers of ceremony, keeper ceremony. Uh, yeah, great show by uh, the Flames team in general and what you guys did to 
uh, in the Sportsnet team. Uh, that was fantastic. The ceremony was fantastic. I couldn't watch most of it because I got stuck behind at work, uh, working extra time. Uh, but I did catch clips of it, so that was amazing to see. And I watched one of your uh, video interview talking about and sharing memories, so I enjoyed that. So thank you, Pat, for that, uh, walking me through the memories of olden Flames times because I just recently became a Flames one, so that was fantastic to see. All right, yeah, uh, good game tonight. I want to uh, find out something funny as well. Uh, when Ryan Halska wears the sweater, wears, we end up always seeing a win, so that might be a good uh, legend in disguise for the Flames. So just wanted to point out that as they well. Do seem, they do seem to play pretty well when he wears that sweater vest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was one of my friends who pointed out originally, so I had to keep an eye out today if he was wearing the sweater vest. Yeah, and looks like he did. He okay, did. Thanks, Pat. Yeah. Thanks, Anna. Okay, Have a good night and talk to you on uh, Monday. Okay, buddy. Have a great night. Yeah, try safe. Stay warm. Thank you, man. You too. Uh, 403-240-4444 is your phone number. Following a Flames 4-3 comeback win over the Pittsburgh Penguins here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Um, hey, lots of uh, lots of reasons why they won this hockey game. Yegor Sharangovich's two goals. Nazem Kadri's huge goal. We've heard from both those guys already. But what about a couple of assists from Michael Backlund, including a huge primary one on the game winner? Strips Chris Letang, makes a great drop pass to Sharangovich. And then absolutely, Sharon Govich absolutely kills that puck for the game winner. Let's hear from the captain, Michael Backlund, post game following tonight's 4 3 win over Pittsburgh. This week, we talk about all the things that have gone on this week, but the way you guys continue to show your character to cap off a pretty good evening. Yeah, I know that was a great win. Uh, it was a great atmosphere from the start of the night. Celebrate uh, Kip- Kipper and then throughout the game, and especially in the third period again. So uh, that's a big win. No doubt, you drew it up that way, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're, uh, a slow start. Uh, I know Husk was a little worried about that, um, but you know, we we stuck with it. We fought our way and bought a goal by Nas to get us going there in the third, and then uh, we just kept going and uh, fed off the energy in the building. What a goal by Nas, but it was a pretty nice game winner there too. Just walk me through from the moment that you kind of see the puck come loose. What's going on in your head? Yeah, I just saw. Uh, that um, I think it was Sharky that was pressuring the one D, and he was, I was hoping he's going to give it to the other D, and I just jumped him. And um, yeah, and then uh, I, just, I didn't know who actually I passed it to. I just saw two red guys behind me, and I dropped it. And uh, very nice finish by Sharky. It was worst guys to drop it to. Yeah, no, he, yeah, <laughs> especially uh, hot Sharky, he can find the net for sure. Um, is it part of the identity of this team? I mean, people have been ruling you guys out and stocking up wins. We've seen all these good period losses. Nazem just said that it's something that this team's proud of. You guys don't quit. You don't give up. Yeah, for sure. All year, uh, we've been very resilient. Uh, there's been a lot of things going on. Uh, and, uh, you know, it feels like we come together as a, as a group uh, when things, you know, losing Tani was really hard for all of us. And uh, sad to see him go, but uh, it's part of business. And, uh, you know, we all came together and dig deep tonight and found a way to win. That's something the leadership group addressed this morning, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was talked about a little bit in the morning, um, and um, yeah, um, uh, you know, Husk brought it up too the other day, and uh, it was a great opportunity for other guys to step up, uh, to play more minutes. Uh, it's hard to replace Tani, but you know, there's give, gives guys an opportunity. 
and I thought a lot of guys in the court played well tonight, especially as the game moved on. And um, yeah, um, it's a, yeah, we win. So, so what is the message there? Is it seize the opportunity? Is it whatever happened this week behind us, or, or what's the message in that moment? Well, we're trying to focus on what we can. You know, it's to play game. Like when we're here at the rink, uh, we're focusing on having fun with each other. Um, have good practices, uh, and then uh, the games come. You know, you play hard and play for each other. Uh, something like all, all year, play for each other. Whoever's in this room, we play for each other. Can what did you? What did you make of Mika's speech? Oh, I thought it was great. <laughs> you know, he doesn't. I know he's you know not a big talker, uh, especially in a big group. But uh, you know, uh, an awesome night. So happy for him. He is so well deserved. At any point, does number eleven being in the rafters? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see. It's not up to me. Um, you know, I'm very proud of I play for a long time for this organi organization and franchise, and uh, you know, it means a lot to me to still be here today that they've stuck with me. Is, is it motivating when you when you do have an alumni like that, and even Jerome being here, just wanting to? I mean, not put on a show for them, but but give a little extra given that they're in the building and the atmosphere. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, you know, I'll play with a few of those guys. So personally, it was fun to have them in the building and watch me play. Uh, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I felt great winning in front of some legends up in the stands for sure. Michael, you were the only flame that that would play with with, with Kippersoft. Do you have any um, memories that stick out over all or out of all, all the rest? Well, I thought you know uh, when Noodle said in the speech there. Um, I mean, he made some a lot of big saves, but you know we were hurt the lockout year at the same time, and uh, you know similar injury. Mine was uh, slightly worse, but same type and. Uh, um, you know, we come in every day, and I chirped Kent today because he was training at the time too. But he was like working with the injured players, and uh, Kipper would just be in the gym stretching. That was his workouts, and uh, they would just bag me all day. Like I was, you know, do all this exercise, rehab stuff, workout, uh, cardio, and then really hard nights. And you know, Kipper was in there stretching. <laughs> there you go. That is Michael Backlund post game. Uh, he had a, a huge part to play in tonight's 4-3 comeback win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. As we continue along in your Flames Talk postgame show this evening, it's Steinberg along with you on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how many people saw this one coming, but uh, that was uh, a heck of a night, and they played really well uh, in those final 10 minutes to erase a 3-1 deficit. It all started with Nazem Kadri's highlight reel goal, no doubt about it about that. Uh, Nazem Kadri was named the hardest working flame. Your three stars tonight were Blake Coleman, Michael Backlund, and Yegor Sharangovich. So let's select tonight's player with heart. Brought to you by HeartFit Clinic. And I'm going to go Andrew Manchapani. I thought Manchapani had himself a really solid game as well. I, I thought that that line of Backlund, Coleman, and Manjapani were great all night, and uh, I thought Manjapani uh, was a big part of it. He finished the night with an assist, had two shots on goal, four shot attempts, three scoring chances, and two high-danger scoring chances, and I uh, thought he was an impact maker this evening. It was Andrew Manjapani uh, as your Player with Heart tonight brought to you by HeartFit Clinic. For HeartFit assessments and proven treatments not available at your doctor's office, visit heartfit.ca. Let's go back inside the Flames locker room for a final time tonight. How about Blake Coleman scored a huge goal to tie this game 32 seconds after Nazem Kadri's highlight reel marker. Let's hear from Blake post game after his team-leading 25th of the season. 
Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was pretty ugly in the first period, and, um, you know, they took it to us a little bit, and, you know, fortunately we've done it enough this year that, you know, we have that belief that we can win games that way, and, um, you know, there was no quit. Obviously, there were some huge individual efforts that got us going um, and got us back in this game, but, um, you know, we just, we really believe in each other right now, and, um, you know, we're finding ways to, to string wins together. You had to win tonight, didn't you? We did. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, obviously, one you get the special night. Um, you know, everybody's really happy for for Kipper and his family, and uh, it's it's really cool to see how much support he received tonight and how much he meant to the city. And um, to honor him with the win was is special. And then, obviously, on the the business side of things, um, you know, we're chasing teams that are winning games, so you know we can't slip up. And and we talked about that uh, going into the third and how important these these points were and. The guys credit on our team, they dug in and found a way. The resiliency is one thing, isn't it? I mean, you've talked again about players who have left and traded, dealt, and you guys continue to fill those holes next man up. But again, I think that probably is a pretty good testament to what's inside this room. Yeah, it shows the character that we have in here. It shows the, the will to win, and it shows, uh, you know, we have that depth that guys can step in and, and be effective for us. And, um, you know, we had some guys play some really big minutes in the third, and and uh, and deliver and um, you know it's it's uh, it's been an up and down year and you know now that we got five um, in a row here it's we got to keep building we can't be satisfied like I said there's there's very very little room for error for us and, and we know that uh, regardless of who's in our line. You said there's no quit and I mean that's obviously true small picture because we've had all these third period wins and then big picture you know people are expecting you guys to wave the white flag and you know guys have been down. Is that an important part of the identity of this team that you guys just have equity? Well, it's the whole, it's the top down, I think. You know, we're not here to pack it in and, and look to the future. Um, you know, we've got guys that have won in here. We've got guys that want to win in here. And, um, you know, there's never going to be a quit in our team, I think. As long as we got breath in us, we're going to have that fight. And, um, you know, it's been... It's been a good stretch, like I said, and, and there's been different ways that we've won games and different guys stepping up in big moments, and, um, you know, it just, you know, I'm happy that uh, that guys are getting rewarded here because, you know, the guys have been working really hard to, to be difference makers for our team. You, like you mentioned the guys in here who has won. Like, when you have that talk in the intermission, hey, we can't let these <laughs> points get away, what, what sort of is most encouraging for you about the response? Well... You know, it's important that, you know, as, as older guys on the team, we just, you're not going to change the way guys are playing, but it's important to, to have those little reminders because um, it can get lost in the shuffle. You know, you could easily say we got 20, uh, 23, 22 games left, whatever it is, and be like, we'll get the next one. But the reality is, um, you know, if we drop this game tonight, we're looking at a pretty different picture uh, in this chase. And um, like I said, everybody in here wants to win. And, and young guys, older guys, everybody elevated their game and, and made a difference. You mentioned the, the first period. What wasn't working for you guys in the first, and what changed in the third? Well, they were on top of us. I mean, they they executed their game plan well. They didn't have a lot of time and space coming out of our zone, and, um, you know, we were we were coached 
the right way. We knew it was coming, and we just didn't have uh, a good response to it in the first. And um, but with that said, we knew that we could use their aggressiveness to our advantage if we could make the plays and, and make plays under pressure. And uh, we got better as we went on. But um, you know, let's be honest. Without Marky having uh, the start that he did, we don't come back and win this game. Does it mean anything to you that such a high percentage of your goals have been in the third period this season? I just I shoot better in the third, I guess. I <laughs> <laughs> What's your when when you see Naz's goal? Where in terms of your juice when you jump the boards on that next shift? Where are you guys feeling? I mean, it's a uh, Sports Center top ten goal, and it's something that electrified the building and um, you know and the crowd was already it was good tonight to begin with obviously with the big night for Kipper and that goal just blew the roof off and um, you know as players that's what you want from from your home games is to get that juice from the from the fans and um, you know we come out score 30 seconds later and, um, and then we put it away so it's uh, like I said Naz is, is one of the guys I'm referring to when I say guys came out and made, made big boy plays and um, really strong individual efforts. There you go. That is Blake Coleman post game as he played a big part in tonight's 4-3 comeback win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Big goal to tie it 32 seconds after Nazem Kadri's highlight reel marker and the Flames come all the way back. They erase that 3-1 deficit and they beat the Penguins 4-3 this evening. Um, get back to the text line and the phone lines in just a second, but first let's look ahead. Looking ahead brought to you by Oncolytics Biotech. Fighting cancer by Un Unleashing the power of the immune system. To learn more about how they use a patient's immune system to battle cancer, visit oncolyticsbiotech.com. As uh, next up is Monday night when the Flames take on the Seattle Kraken. That is a 7.30 face-off on Sportsnet West and on Sportsnet One. Fourth and final meeting between the teams this season. Flames are 2-1 and one against them so far this year. They took 6-3 and 4-3 overtime wins on the road there and a 2-1 loss here against Seattle in December. Overall, Flames 8-2 and two in 10 head-to-head matchups with Seattle since they entered the league back in the 21-22 season. So that is next up for the Flames, the Seattle Kraken. Then Thursday, they're on the road against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's a 5 o'clock faceoff. That's the final game before the trade deadline. The first game after the trade deadline is Saturday against the Florida Panthers. That is an afternoon game and a 2 p.m. start. And that is Looking Ahead, brought to you by Oncolytics Biotech, fighting cancer by unleashing the power of the immune system. To learn more about how they use a patient's immune system to battle cancer, visit oncolyticsbiotech.com. Back to the text line we go at 960-960. This from Brenda, who says, I'm grateful for the cosmic shift that tilted the ice in the third and contributed to the best result on a special night. Kipper's a legend. As a fan, I have to say, I was disappointed in Markstrom's comments. Why throw cold water on a great week of celebration? The added distraction isn't helpful. Hope one of the leaders in that room told him that how he feels is not bigger than the team. Well, a couple of things, Brenda. Number one, Markstrom is a leader on that team and is one of the leaders on that team. That's one. Number two, um, I, I, I think that's personally unfair because he was asked a question. Um, he, it was a question asked to him by Eric Francis, and he answered the question, and he answered it honestly. So I, I, 
I'm never going to sit here and criticize a player for answering a question honestly. It wasn't like he spun anything to go there. It was a direct question, and he answered it directly. I don't think he should be criticized for that. Honestly, I don't. Um, this says from Johnny and Millrise, what a night that shot a kipper when they tied the game was priceless. It was also pretty cool to see when they, uh, when they scored the game winner too. Uh, this reads... From Fred and Cranston, a very memorable evening full of energy at the Saddle Dome. Class act by the Flames' ownership to recognize an all-time great in Kipper. It was equally nice to see Daryl Sutter receive a warm welcome. Just awesome love all around. The big win for the icing on the cake. Let's keep rolling. Uh, this from Smiley, who says, Pat, this win felt one felt this win felt special, didn't it? Love to see it. Yeah, it did. I mean, just uh, on the night that was for them to come back like that, uh, for sure it felt special tonight this says i'm not sure it's been noted yet but as my son pointed out we were at the game the uh score was uh, the goal was scored at 10 34 i did not know that but that's pretty cool too um rob says um these hockey night games are way too late for an old guy like me to stay up and wait to be the last caller so i'll text and maybe stay awake to hear you read it did you notice the principal owner wasn't there for the wonderful ceremony um well i actually i believe uh this is bob the caller awesome to hear from you bob um I do believe Murray Edwards was in the building. Um, in fact, I, I, I saw him a couple of times on screen. So Murray was here, um, but, you know, um, decided, I guess, not to be represented on the ice for um, for the, the pregame ceremony. But he was in the building for the game tonight. Uh, this reads from Bubba, awesome game to cap off a great night. The ceremony was incredibly moving. I was particularly touched when they raised the mini banner for Minnie Kipper as he stood proudly in the stands. Um, this reads from Mandeep uh, at BK Beaufort. Dream night, my man. Congrats to Flames Nation and all the loyal fans. Keep up the amazing work, Patty. Kipper's such a legend. Hope he comes back more often. Um... This says, great night for hockey. Was thinking it was going to be one of those nights midway through the third, but what a play by Condry, reigniting the offense, and it was a great finish to an awesome night. Also a great ceremony seeing Kipper and the other legends. That's from Zach and Cochran. Uh, this reads... Uh, great game. Loved Kipper and all the 04 memories in the ceremony. Uh, this, a lot of the noise around Markstrom to me sounds like it was started and fanned by the media. But that said, Flames management should have snuffed it out immediately. We don't have a ready replacement for Markstrom, so not sure why they would even consider trading him if they're planning a retool and not a rebuild. The problem is, and I, I, I keep on going back to this, Jacob wants to win a Stanley Cup. Jacob has two years left on his contract. Jacob is 34 years old. This team is going in a younger direction that is pivoting and is going to take a slight step back, at least a slight step back on the ice over the next couple of years. I don't think it is a guarantee that, in, in fact, I'm, I'm quite certain that Jacob Markstrom is not, is, is going to prefer being on a team closer to winning than being part of a retool, a pivot, or whatever you want to call it. And New Jersey is closer to that. I know they are not in a playoff spot right now, but with that team and with a healthy group and with a goaltender, that team looks like they can be a real problem in the Eastern Conference. So 
you have to remember that it's not fully up to the flames on this. And you can tell me all you want. Well, he's under contract. He's got to do the. If a guy doesn't want to be here, you're usually, especially a guy of that profile, doesn't want to be here, you're usually going to move him. And so that also needs to be taken into account, taken into account, and can never be forgotten when we're talking about Jacob Markstrom here. Um, Steven in Strathmore says, if the Flames do get a chance to make the playoffs, great. I'd rather give Montreal a middle-of-the-pack pick or lower. Next year could generate a top-10 pick, and they'll all call for Conroy's head if he has to give it to Montreal. That, of course, talking to the pick that went in the Sean Monaghan deal of the summer. Um... This says, Pat was at the Dome tonight with a, what a phenomenal presentation for Kipper. Kadri scored the goal of the season, and Sharky's got his new set of teeth playing center. Opponents beware. Love all the 3-4 correlations that comes from Sam. This from Pete. Uh, nice to see the Flames finally get in gear and won, but I want to... I'd like to bring up is watching at home. Uh, actually, I don't. This has really. Uh, oh, here, basically saying couldn't find the tribute on, uh, couldn't see the ceremony on television is what he's saying. It was on Sportsnet 360 uh, this evening, and I'm sure the Flames will put it up on their social media channels, or it'll be up available on Sportsnet.ca. You can go listen to it in its entirety right now on uh, Sportsnet.ca. Uh, sorry, you can go listen to it right now uh, wherever you get your podcast. Rather um, on our Flames Talk podcast feed, it's up for you. Right now, if you want to go check it out, if you weren't able to listen or see it a little earlier, uh, this says the NHL scripted. LOL. Welcome home, Kipper. Get well, Lanny. Um, that, of course, is tongue in cheek on it being scripted. Um, this says Pat. There's lots of snow outside tonight. Um, please read one of Jen's Jen's texts. Jen hasn't texted tonight, so I, I haven't heard from her. Um, Jen is um, the big Adam Ruzicka fan. Who uh, Adam no longer with the organization, and and now no longer. Um, in the league. Uh, this from Raylan who says, I was at the game with my family and my grandpa thought it was an extremely sloppy first period but could definitely see a huge shift in the second period. I, re- I agree with him. Very exciting. Third, um, this says... Uh, ben from Calgary. I love Yegor. Kadri's my king. Yegor scoring goals. Um, hashtag Connie Fleece. Zeri for Calder. Um, that comes from Ben. Uh, this from Andy in Cochrane, who says, first off, congratulations to Mika Kippersoff and all the great re- memories. Much love and respect for Kipper. Flames are definitely missing Tanev, but this gives opportunity to the likes of Gilbert, Osterley, and others to step up and fill that deep void. However, they were caught flat-footed by the Pens break out, but fortunately the Pens couldn't complete a pass to save their own lives. Shillington stepped up a lot with the extra minutes he's getting, and I'm happy that he hasn't really missed his stride. I love Gilbert's gritty plays, and he needs more game time, so I hope that happens. Dryden's got to be a full-time NHLer because he's so calm with the puck and doesn't panic. Markstrom's comment about the head office was blown way out of proportion. Markstrom was simply stating facts. Anyway, Markstrom looks solid as usual. Kadri's amazing. Flames remain steadfast on their playoff goal, even with all that trade talk. Great comeback by the flames go flames go um and that is our text line tonight at 960 960 um really appreciate all the text great stuff as always let's get back to the phone lines at 403-240-4444 following a flames 4-3 win over the pittsburgh penguins flames talk post game on apple spotify google amazon or wherever you get your podcast dylan is up next on the phone lines what's up dylan 
Hey, Pat, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. Good deal. Haven't um, haven't phoned in in a while. It's good to be back. Um, yeah, what a great evening, honestly. What a great evening. Good to be a part of something like that from the TV. Um, I never got to watch Kipper play, but um, this, I've seen clips and stuff, and obviously that video they show him, what an unreal goalie. I always knew he was elite, but I just wish it would have been cool to see that stuff live in the playoff runs and stuff. But, um, yeah, it's good to see they um, they played for 20 minutes and found a way to win. Um, I've criticized Kadri at, at a lot of times at points, and, man, you know, he's really, when it comes time to compete, he, he's there. You know, he's been really good this year. And he was really good last year for the most part until he got blown up by Truba. But, um, but man, that guy's a true competitor. He's a battler. He's just an awesome player. He's a true champion. We're pretty lucky to have a guy like that on standby. He's a great player. Um, what else? The Markstrom stuff sure is interesting, Pat. Um, I'm not really sure what's going to go on there, but um, whatever it is happens, right? It's the way it goes. Yep. Um, not much we can do about it, right? The guy wants to win. Can't blame the guy for wanting to win. Um, what was I going to say next? Oh, yeah. Logan Stankoven looks pretty good. Um, I don't know where William Stromgren's at. Um, I'm not a scout and a GM. I should be the GM. I would have drafted him, Logan Stankoven. But uh, um, that's kind of where we're at, though, right? Nothing I can do about it. So nothing, nothing I need to be worried about. But, uh, yeah, it's overall a great evening. Um, good to see the team come back and rally up. Um, you know, if they can make the playoffs, I'd be pretty sweet. But if they don't, they don't either. I don't. I don't. There's a lot of fans out there that just want to root for them to lose. I can't do that. That's no fun. That's no sense doing that. You might as well just be happy that you got a win here tonight. And, you know, maybe they can keep it going. Well, it's five now. Um, it's going to be tough without Tanev. Um, it's going to be tough when Hannafin goes. Um, but. They're, uh, they're they're staying with it. They've been resilient, and it's been impressive to see. I give them a lot of credit. That's a good culture to create for those young guys. That's good. Zari and Pospisil and and the other ones, you know, Wolf maybe next year. It's good to be around guys like that. That's, you know, you're starting to build an identity, and uh, it's important. Um, good to see Daryl there tonight. That's good. Um, he probably honestly didn't really have to be there for how things ended up last year. Well, he was going to be there no. for Kipper. Well, 100%, but the way he was kicked out, I believe he was kicked out. I believe that's the way it was. Um, well, he was, he, was, come back. he was fired. Um, that was, that's what coaches get fired. It's a, that, that happens. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he should have been fired, though, right? Just we had a few personalities make, you know, complain a little bit. It, it need, they, there needed to be a change. There did. I mean, Oh, well, maybe there should but uh, still, an elite head coach with elite. No, no and that—that's that's one of those. That's one of those two things can be true at the same time, right? Needed to make a change. He's also a Hall of Fame head coach. Fair enough, Pat. But uh, yeah, you're right. You know, I'm not going to fight you on that one. I'm not, you're right. You're right. You're right. We'll get too uh, worked up about that. But uh, yeah, just a great evening in general. Really good to see the fans have fun that went to the game. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's all I got here this evening, Pat. Uh, thanks for letting me phone in, and maybe we'll talk to you again right away. All right, Dill. Good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, we'll see you around. Okay, man. Uh, let's continue along on our Flames Talk postgame show. Todd is up next. What's up, Todd? Hello. Todd, you there? Oh, it's Don. Oh, I don't know where Todd came from. Hi, Don. What's going on? Oh, it's going good. Yeah, I, uh, 
caught the game and uh, I couldn't watch the last little bit because it was getting a little nerve wracking. But uh, yeah, I went out, start the car, and I guess uh, the TV was a little behind and caught the broadcast. So you guys brought me up to speed. So it's good result and Kipper Knight. Uh, saw the sports net. I think the sports net picked it up after the game, and uh, I was very professional. I have to hand it to the Flames organization for putting on a, a really good display. And uh, yeah, they're playing well, and uh, you know it's uh, a lot of a lot of good memories. And uh, maybe there's a reason why Conroy can prove himself. And, and you know, Connie back in the day when uh, Kipper and uh, the guys were fine and they had that really good uh, run, uh, you know, had that nostalgic and that uh, history. Uh, he could stay with the franchise on that, but it'll basically be his trades and his ability to prove uh, his uh, medal or test his medal uh, at the trade desk. So we'll see what happens there. So we'll, we'll, we'll take the games as they come. They look like uh, they're very comfortable moving the puck different ways. You look and it seems like they, they've got a tic-tac-toe kind of going and it doesn't have the predictability maybe that the other players uh, on the Penguins would have wanted. But, uh, you know, the result's good. So uh, it's enjoyable hockey in any in any event. How was the crowd overall? Uh, it looked pretty it full in there. It was great. It was full. It was a full-on sellout, 19-289. Um, crowd was hot. I mean, they, they didn't give them a lot to cheer for for good 50 minutes of this hockey game, but they stuck with it. They were great for the kipper ceremony, and then uh, the, the roof blew off on the Kadri goal, and then the, the game winner was was awesome. So great crowd. Uh, it Like, you know, it's going to be quiet when there's not a whole lot happening, and the Flames – weren't doing a whole lot for a good 50 minutes, but um, those final 10 minutes, the place was hot, and it was great for the Kippersoft ceremony. So great, great crowd tonight, great atmosphere. Great. Good to see Iggy. Got a couple of captions of Iggy, and, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of good memories. And Kadri, yeah, let's just start the play. I'll put it between the player's leg off the board, and I'll just uh, kind of feed myself and we'll take the puck down and see what happens. So, yeah, really enjoying his game, and he's living up to his contract. So, you know what? And this rhetoric, uh, if you want to prove your value, you prove it on the ice. And bottom line, that's always where it's going to be proven. But thanks, Patty, for a great talk show and good coverage. And look forward to the next game. All right, Don. Be well, buddy. Yep. Good night. Let's say hello to Eric on our Flames Talk post-game show following a 4-3 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. What's up, Eric? Hey, Patty. How are you? I'm good, man. Hey, so I just want to talk about a couple things um, regarding the team and then, and, you know, common rhetoric, you know, that kind of surrounds the flames. Mm-hmm. And I guess what I want to say is it's moments like these, you know, we had this kipper ceremony that went on without a hitch. It was perfect to the T. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I hear people say, oh, you know, we, we lack identity we don't have a certain this or that. And I disagree because I think it's moments like these that define the community and the culture that surrounds Flames hockey. You know, I, I was born in 1996. So, and that cup run in 04, that is a core memory for me. And I just remember Kipper and Iggy and all the rest of the crew playing their hearts out and they played a win. And I like to see that a game like today with Kadri and Coleman and Sharky and the stuff that they're saying about how they're going to keep fighting and keep playing to win. 
And that's the identity that I see in this team. And it makes me proud to be a Calgarian. And, yeah, I don't know. I think this team has done so much for so many people. And you, you hear it when you hear Kipper talk about, you know, what, what the, 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 the city of Calgary and the community and the team mean to him and to all the fans. So, I don't know. Uh, I thought it was a great game. Um, a little quiet in the early uh, 40, but, you know, we, we, we got the W. And, uh, you know, I hope they, you know, I, I, I really hope they can make the playoffs. I don't know what the future has in store for us in regards to, you know, the uncertainty with certain players. But I don't know. What are your thoughts with um, the state of the team moving forward? Well, I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, like they're they're in they're, they're in a tough spot. It's going to be tough for them to make the playoffs. They're they're way back. Um, you know, way back is maybe a little bit of an exaggeration, but I mean, let's be honest, Eric. They're they're um, if they're they're three back of Nashville if they're two games in hand or wins, and they are five or seven back of Los Angeles. Um, five if LA's game in hand is a win, and seven uh, sorry if it's a loss, and seven if LA's game is a win. So they they've got a big uphill climb, and you know they've won five in a row and nine of twelve, and they've barely made up any ground. There's 22 games to go. There's a quarter of a season to go. They're they they're about to trade Noah Hannafin, and who knows what's going to happen with Jacob Markstrom. So I mean, do, are they in tough to make the playoffs? Yes, unfortunately, they are in tough to make the playoffs. But also, it's not impossible. And the way they're playing, they'll they'll the very least it feels like it, they've got a chance to make it interesting. So, and I agree with you the the point that you make about they're. Um, they're playing hard, and that's impressive. What we're seeing from them in terms of their fight and their commitment and their ability to stick with it and their consistency and their character, these are good things. And and these are things that carry over uh, with a group, period. It, it Whether they make it or not, I think that these are good things that we're seeing from them right now. I completely agree. And, you know, it's um... – you know, it, it, whether or not they make the playoffs, I'm proud of this team. I'm proud to cheer for them. And um, I'm proud of, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm honored to be a Flames fan. And um, I respect the, whatever, you, you know, all that you guys do for the team and the community. And, you know, Pat, you, uh, you've been doing this for as long as I can remember um, calling in. And um, I think it's really cool. And I appreciate everything you guys do. So. Um, I hope you have a great night and uh, drive safe, right? <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it, Eric. And appreciate those words, buddy. Be well, hey? Hey, you too. Take care. That'll do it on the phone lines as we start to wrap things up on a Saturday night. The Flames take a crazy 4-3 comeback win over the Pittsburgh Penguins here at the Scotiabank Saddledome as, uh, yeah, we do start to wrap up. It's Steinberg along with you on Flames Talk postgame and uh, time now for your final summary. In a game, the Flames only led for about 50 seconds time because Pittsburgh had a 2-0 lead after 20. Uh, Jonathan Gruden made it 1-0 in the first period with his first career NHL 
Al goal. He scored it at 16-42, unassisted, to make it 1-0 Pittsburgh. And then Lars Eller would make it 2-0 Penguins with his 12th of the year. Eller from Valtteri Pustinen and Sidney Crosby on the power play at 19-26. Pittsburgh with a hard-earned and, and deserving 2-0 lead after 20. Flames get close or closer in the second period. Yegor Sharangovich scores his 22nd early in the second to make it 2-1, unassisted at 3:37, and it was 2-1 after 40 minutes of play. Penguins go up 3-1 early in the third. Jeff Carter redirects home his seventh of the year from Ryan Graves and Nola Chari at 2:51, and it was 3-1 Pittsburgh, and it looked like they were in control. And then all of a sudden, Nazem Kadri decided to make the play of the year to completely turn this game on a dime. Kadri scores goal of the year for the Flames just past the midway mark of the third. His 22nd from Mackenzie Weger and Noah Hannafin at 10.09 on the power play, and it was 3-2. Then 32 seconds later, tie game. Blake Coleman's 25th of the year from Andrew Mangiapane and Michael Backlund at 10.41, and then the game winner with less than 50 seconds to go, scored by Yegor Sharangovich, his 23rd of the season and second goal of the night with uh, less than a minute to go. Sharangovich from Backlund at 19.10 got us to our fourth three final score final shots 30 20 in favor of pittsburgh calgary and pittsburgh each go one for five on the man advantage tonight your three stars tonight number three blake coleman number two michael backland and your number one star tonight was yegor sharon govich with two goals with the win calgary improves to 30 25 and five they're back in action monday at home to seattle while pittsburgh drops to 27 23 and eight they're back in action tomorrow sunday on the road in edmonton that is the final summary and now for everyone involved in flames hockey tonight for our broadcast crew of Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson for our on-site engineers Tim Khalil and Randy Opperman for our reporter Matty Rose and for our outstanding producer Azam Ali Nanji. My name is Pat Steinberg and uh, that'll wrap us up on our Flames Talk post-game show which is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon or wherever you get your podcast. Next up for Calgary, Monday night they take on the Seattle Kraken in a big game at the Dome. Note the start time 7.30 on Sportsnet West and Sportsnet one and live right here on Sportsnet 960 the fan our pregame show flames warm-up starts at 6 30 on monday have yourself a wonderful rest of your weekend final score on mika kiprasov night here at the scotia bank saddledome the flames with a crazy comeback 4-3 win over the pittsburgh penguins this has been your flames talk postgame show available wherever you get your podcasts and this has been calgary flames hockey on sportsnet 960 the fan